Bronan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, <laughs> see them driven before you, and to hear the Zamundo podcast. In the golden age of podcasts, there was but one undreamed of. And unto this, Zumundo, destined to wear the crown of pop culture upon a troubled brow. You are now listening to Doolin and Keith on the Zumundo Podcast. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode two of Zumundo Podcast. How's it going? It's going good, man. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. I'm ecstatic to be here. Yeah, we are back for our uh, second episode. I see Amanda is joining us again. What's up, Amanda? How are you doing? Thanks for coming in today. And uh, before we get started, uh, something I forgot to do last week during our pilot episode I wanted to give a big shout out and thank you to uh, Taylor Sokol from the Potential Podcast for being the Conan Arnold Schwarzenegger voice for us in our intro. And uh, he's actually he actually just got married. He's on his honeymoon right now. I was actually going to have him call in and talk to us this week, but he's he is away in I think Jamaica or something doing his honeymoon thing. That's so, awesome! Congratulations, yeah, yeah. Taylor. We really appreciate. Yeah, you. but we'll definitely have you come back on. Very soon. And also, I wanted to thank uh, Matt, my buddy Matt Kotz from uh, That's Fair Podcasting. He's got a show that's been running for a while. They're doing really well over there. And uh, they were giving us a shout out. So we're sending it back your way. Thanks so much, Matt, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate that. All right. Let's jump into it. How was uh, how how has your week been since we uh, since we last parted ways, man? Well, my week's been pretty good, man. How's your yours been? <laughs> not not too bad. Uh, let's see. I got a, got into a little bit of a salsa dancing this All week. Right. Yeah, the the girlfriend took me salsa dancing, and uh, she was good at it. I could say that much. I uh, did not go salsa dancing this <laughs> week. I I hit the gym a few times though, so that was nice. You me? I hit the gym. I didn't go salsa dancing. Uh, yeah, I got I got passed around. Uh, there, there's a disproportionate number of um, men versus ladies there, so I got I got passed around like the collection plate quite a bit too. <laughs> You're like the to, stunt guy for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to make an orgasmo reference there, but I, I should probably not do that this early on in the in the game. So yeah, and we got uh, we both got into a little bit of uh, ESO this week, so that's cool. Or oh yeah, we got to talk yeah. about that at some point. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of Elder Scrolls Online, so that's, uh, that's we're been taking fun. it back. Yeah, <laughs> we are taking it back. So yeah, to, we'll, what 2014 that game came out? Yeah, I think it yeah. came out in uh, 2014. So that's always uh, good. I mean, we're like we're about nine years late to jump on the trolley, but uh, it's still real going real strong, and uh, a lot of people are playing and cool, including our boy Nino, who's been trying to get me to play it for years. Yeah, so. shout out and and happy uh, Adam Warlock Adam, Day. Adam Warlock Day. Like, yeah, yeah. Our, our, our boy Nino is like a super big fan. Big fan of uh, Adam Warlock, who was just in the Guardians of the Galaxy three movie, which we saw, which we saw, which we will get into for our uh, bruise news and review segment. And uh, speaking of which, let's go oh. ahead. What's up? Well, I was just going to note that you're wearing a Superman costume this week. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> I, am I wearing the Superman costume? I completely forgot. Yes, I am wearing a Superman costume. For all those who can't see. Yeah, for all, for if you guys aren't joining us live on TikTok right now, I am and wearing I'm, a Superman costume. I'm actually rocking a Nakatomi Christmas party shirt Ooh. from 1989. Uh Part of the corporation. It's, Give a shout out is, to my cousin Aaron gave me this to me for Christmas. We all had him on. It was pretty funny. The age old debate uh, is 
yes. Die Hard, a Christmas yes, movie. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a great movie. We're not going to get into it right now because we are going to do a full review on yeah. Die Hard. It's oh, such a great movie. We got Comic Man joining us in the oh, thread awesome. right now. We're going to be calling in with Comic Man here in just a little bit. We're going to talk to him. We got a lot to talk to uh, Comic Super Man about, especially, yeah. especially after we get into Guardians of the Galaxy 3 this week because we're going to follow up uh, with our conversation with Comic Man because we have some questions. We have lots of questions regarding that movie and like how it pertains to uh, the greater universe, the, the greater universe in the, in the realm of Marvel comics and stuff. So let's, uh, let's jump into some news, shall we? Let's send it. All right, let's do it. And now Bruce news and reviews. It stinks. <laughs> Classic. Oh man. I love it. That's uh, that's the intro to our brews news and review segment, and we're gonna go ahead and get into On some. On that note, yeah, yeah. Get, let's get into some. Oh, let's well, do it. What are you drinking this let's week? Let's see. Oh, let me let me crack it open real quick. There uh, we go. Let's see. Uh, so as I said last week. I'm, uh, I'm on the ketogenic diet, so can't do any real beer or anything. So I think a lot of my options are going to be really boring until I get off of keto. But for now, I uh, let's see. Last week, I, it was the Moscow Mule that I was having. This week, it's the White Claw Vodka Soda uh, with two carbs. So let me have a little sippy of this. Mm. <laughs> what do you mm. think? I, I like it. The watermelon it tastes it has like a trace of cucumber in it. Maybe it's watermelon flavor, but I taste a little bit of cucumber in there. But uh, I like it because it's only it's only two grams of carbs, and I'm trying to stay off the carbs, so that's uh, that's really good. It's only four point five ABV, so it's 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 equivalent of just drinking a white claw. Uh, you know, it's a nice little uh, nice little refreshing crisp beverage. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, if you enjoy what is what's the other one truly or whatever those yeah, are. similar they're, to a truly's yeah yeah there's there's a, a couple of them that are vodka based or whatever i think it tasted pretty good it was very f- refreshing as the when I, I took a sip of one earlier it was mm-hmm. refreshing yeah very nice and what do you got over there i am drinking a black ipa from walking tree brewery Ooh, okay and i absolutely love black ipas i was for years trying to figure out not every review i'm going to do is on an ipa but i know there's a right. lot of ipa fans out there um <clears throat> I will say I love stouts, love IPAs, mm-hmm. and I never knew there was this magical thing called a black IPA, which doesn't really <laughs> combine the two. It's its own thing, but right. it's, it's absolutely delicious. Uh, this one's good. It's seven point seven percent ABV. It's a strong one. Uh, not sure. It's you know it's got some good hoppy flavor to it. It's kind of bitter. There's another one that I would compare this to from O'Connor Brewing, which is the Great Dismal IPA. That was the first big black IPA that I had. And I, I was a big fan of that one. So and I'm a, I'm a big fan of this one, actually. This is really good. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So that's uh black IPA from walking tree brewery. Very nice. We're, are we are, also, if I drink we, a negative beer that I don't like, I'm going to tell everybody. Yeah. yeah. I'm not <laughs> yeah. getting endorsed. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. We're, yet. yeah. We don't have any sponsors, yeah. so it's, it's all legit at this point. We're, we're not going, Hey, by the way, you should drink this beer. No, no, no sponsors here. But, uh, so those are the brews. Let's get into the news. All right. All right. So this is, uh, it was kind of a slow week for news. And I, w- I remember like kind of. I think it was extremely slow. I was scrolling all of the news feeds and stuff. And like, God, what am I going to talk about this week? And I found this. This actually just popped up yesterday. And now it's like all over the place. Uh, they are going to go ahead and move forward with Beetlejuice 2. I only said his name That's one right. time. Because well, whether you say his name once or three times, he's coming back regardless. September of next year. It's going to be September 6th. Next year, Beetle. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I Beetlejuice too. That's right. Oh damn it! Now it's twice. Uh, now Michael we said Keaton it twice. Is reprising the role, which I 
think that's the best way to do it. I'm I'm kind of torn here. I'm kind of scared, yeah. uh, but I'm super excited. Uh, you know, I'm 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 with you on that. I'm kind of I torn mean, because it's like I'm well aware of Beetlejuice goes to Hollywood being the the second script that they entertained. Oh, what was it? No, Beetlejuice goes Hawaii. No, Hawaii goes what to Hawaii. Kevin yeah, Smith sorry. talked that about in like evening with Kevin Smith. He t- has this whole thing where he talks about like a lot of people talking yeah, about when script, he went yes. in there, but they were they were kicking around uh, Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian, and I guess that you know that one got scrapped. But now here we are, 2023, next year, 2024, September 6th. Beetlejuice 2 is going to hit calendar. theaters. So yeah, make a reminder. Uh, I think so. We have Michael Keaton coming back. Um, Winona Ryder set to return as uh, Lydia Dietz. And uh, the, the casting news that I thought that was uh, the most interesting is we have a uh, Jenna Ortega um, who really kind of made her mark this year on uh, on Netflix as Wednesday Adams in the Wednesday series. So she kind of has that sort of uh, dark goth girl kind of thing going for her. Um, she's set to come in as Lydia's daughter. So that'll be interesting. I, I feel like I feel like you do, though. It's kind of a mixed feelings because it's one thing. It's like, yeah, you still kind of want to see things from a, sh- a movie that you loved when, when you were younger kind of come back, uh, back onto the screen as a sequel. But then there's always the chance, like, what are they going to do with it? You know, growing up in that time in, in the 80s and 90s and stuff, mm-hmm. they... So many things like you just thought kind of not died on the vine, but like they were so big back then. Like Beetlejuice was a huge movie and mm-hmm. it was a big part of my childhood. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Delia Dietz. That's a, that's the mom. Yeah, yeah, that's sorry, what I said. That, that was uh, Catherine yeah, O'Hara. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delia. Yeah, you, um, you were talking about that earlier. And yeah. you're like, wasn't that the mother? I'm like, no, no, it was Lydia. Lydia yeah. was Winona Ryder. Such a great movie. I Another movie that I probably know most of the the lines from <laughs> um and, and i will say we have to do a commentary on that one at some oh point. yeah that's oh that, yeah that, that's yeah. another interesting we're gonna keith and i are gonna do a uh, youtube channel called uh, working title zoomundus commentaries where we're gonna start doing uh, commentary tracks for some of our favorite movies there's um, so many yeah. I, it's like we don't even know where to start yeah and we'll, yeah. we'll have to throw beetlejuice onto that mm-hmm. list because Absolutely. that was uh, you know that's one of like the classics from our childhood and stuff uh, no word if uh, if we're gonna see Alec Baldwin and or Gina Davis. I think that would be great. Up, I, I mean, it'd be cool at least as a at least as a, as a cameo, right? Yeah, that would be, be awesome. Cool. That would be a good one. Um, I want to see the football team dancing again. You know, I want to see everybody. <laughs> The, the shrunken head guy. That's what I want to say. Oh, he was great too. Yeah. Um, but I think Michael Keaton has just kind of proved like it's weird because like all of his stuff is coming back now all of a sudden. I, I'm I'm stoked. He's playing Batman. He's playing Beetlejuice. It's it's what, a good time for Michael Keaton. What right a now. time to be alive if and you're Michael Keaton. Not to go down a rabbit hole here. I don't want to start us off on a on a not news thing. But I thought his role in the Spider Man movie was amazing. Oh, he was great, Vulture. Right? It absolutely. Was awesome. Yeah. Absolutely he did fantastic. A great job. Um, we have. Star Trek news. I was going to say, do I start humming the song? I mean, like, how do you not hum it when you hear Star Trek? It's like... All right. So um, this is from an article that I found on Screen Rant. Um, So I'm just going to read from Screen Rant here. The easiest way to kind of pass this news along to make sure I don't mess anything up. Uh, Star Trek Picard's proposed continuation series, Star Trek Legacy will spotlight the offspring of Star Trek The Next Generation's icons. So essentially at this point we're doing Star Trek The Next Next Generation. It's the, like. yeah, the new generation. It's the, the new, choice of a new generation. The millennials, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, The Next Generation's, quote, kids shouldn't all get along. 
Picard Season 3 passed the torch from the legends of the USS Enterprise-D to the younger heroes who will explore the galaxy aboard the USS Enterprise-G, led by Captain Seven of Nine. So we're going to bring Seven of Nine from Voyager back in. She doesn't really age the same way normal people age, right? Yeah, well, I mean, the actress does because she's just a normal person as far as well, we know i think right. jerry ryan's an actual human she's she, she's she's weathered time pretty well i, know I she's think at least a borg robot yeah. Type thing. yeah yeah well she's a partial borg you didn't yeah. watch much of voyager did you voyager not so much but i i definitely she was in the next generation wasn't she like no no not next generation but she, she but, no, yeah, no, they I, brought her into uh star trek picard okay. she was one of the main characters well, in, I, I remember from watching it on tv years ago yeah uh, they brought her into Picard. So she was like, she was introduced on Voyager and then they brought her into Star Trek Picard. But apparently she's going to be the captain of the Enterprise, a, a former Borg. On a fleet starship. Correct. It's pretty crazy. Cap- former, former Borg. Which yeah, is, sorry. yeah, Captain Seven of Nine, Ensign Jack Crusher, um, the, who is, I guess, the son of Admiral John Luke Picard and Dr. Beverly Crusher. I don't know when they had a child. Like, I didn't watch Picard. I don't even saw it, but like, I don't know when the two of them had a they child. Uh, I don't think they ever got married. Well, he has he has Crusher's name, so well, Wesley I'm thinking like, we have a it could be Wesley. We have kid. a child born out of wedlock. No, it, it says it no, it says here according to oh, this, it it's oh, the sorry. son of John Luke and and uh, Dr. Crusher. Well, my last. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Lieutenant Sidney LaForge, the daughter of oh, cool. Commodore, I guess uh, Commander LaForge is now Commodore LaForge. Yeah, he probably made Admiral at some point. I mean, they had a really good career if you look at it from like a oh, naval sure. perspective. Like all these guys were on the cutting edge of you know their careers. A- absolutely. Um, so we're coming in with um, the daughter of Geordie LaForge, and they are all proudly carrying on the parents' Star Trek did I say Trek? I meant Trek. That's that's like trek. the that's the that's the cardinal sin. You don't ever say Star T-R-E-K. Trek. Yeah, yeah. The Star Trek legacy. Um, the one thing that kind of makes me scratch my head here is just like they put emphasis a, a, in this article about like they're not going to get along, and I'm like, but do we really? Do we really need to have them like bickering? Well, no, it's. I don't think it's a spoiler because the show's not even well, like in production. The show's yet, always had conflict, you know. Yeah, some like some even conflict. dating back to the original. You know, Scotty's mad and he's doing stuff in the uh, engine room. You get, you know, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor. Well, yeah, but like not like yeah. I mean, like they would they would butt heads and collide yeah. and stuff like that, but they wouldn't have like big like uh, not fights reality series. Although there types. were fights between like you know. Like Worf has fought some people. Oh, of course. Data's yeah. fought some people. Sure. Even, I think, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously Spock and Kirk fought each other too. They, I original. don't think they ever fought so much as they were just Didn't at they? ends with each other. No, they fought to the death in one episode or whatever. Well, they were but, supposed well to yeah, they were supposed to because that yeah. was like part of like that they had spoilers they were for a show from I the, think from the 1960s. Back I think in the day. I think we can we're, we're good without putting the spoiler yeah. alert up. Um, but uh, it makes me wonder, like, are they going to go like some sort of like reality show? Like we took these so, kids, they're all stuck on a starship out in the middle of space. So, we turned on the cameras it, <laughs> <laughs> and things get weird after dark. Uh, no. Yeah. So if you think about it, like from actual, I mean, there's always been some real science in Star Trek for what that's worth. But, you know, if you had like a generational some. ship that's really out there pushing the boundaries, like they're talking about like. You know, it takes six months to get to Mars, supposedly, right? Sure. You don't need to breed a whole other generation of people. So it might kind of have some of that theory to well, it. Well, I mean, they can obviously move much faster than that in this And honestly, in this time. the ships have to go refill. Obviously, there's a new ship, new Enterprise. 
the thing is it goes back and refuels, picks up a new crew. So it must be just carrying on the legacy of, of like naval tradition and, and getting out there and, and becoming part of the fleet, right? Like well, there's always more frontier to discover. Oh, absolutely. It's the undiscovered country. It is. The- <laughs> uh, but that being said, um, the thing is that you really couldn't do that on the enterprise. I mean, there were interpersonal relationships, obviously, but it wasn't really geared for that in the sense that they all really stuck to the Navy book mm-hmm. fleet. Everybody was really like, at the end of the day, like you're an officer and they really stuck to that and commander Riker. And you know, there wasn't all, there was tomfoolery about, but like, <laughs> it wasn't the chain of command would completely break down if you were, you know, like, Oh, we have to make families for the next generation. You know? Yeah. No, so, no, of course. So not. I think they're going to shy away from that, but yeah. Conceptually, though, I mean, it makes sense. Um, I don't know. It, I don't know. If it'll be interesting to, guys, to see what you know. Star Trek: The Next Next Generation. It's like those uh, the the movies where you see where there's like two people awake on a ship that's going to nowhere. And oh like gosh, wake what, up like, what was the name of that movie? Uh, Passengers with Chris Pratt and yeah. uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, like that was yeah. that whole. Did you see that? No. Oh, that whole movie was like centered around Not that. that I can recall. They were going to like another planet that takes like 90 years to get there. So everybody was in like hypersleep. There's also another show that just recently did the same kind of thing. And like some of the pods and people like die and stuff. And you're like, they're the colonists. We need them. You know, like oh, yeah. they're in hypersleep. Yeah. That sounds sounds a lot like the movie. Are you sure it wasn't the same one? You said Ben Affleck? No, 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 no. <laughs> Chris Pratt, damn it. Oh, I like Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. We're going to talk about Chris yeah. Pratt here in a few minutes. Chris Pratt is, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to become a pretty big fan of his, actually, over the years. Yeah. He, he Mario. We got Mario. We got, I mean. He's I, Mario. He's, he's been a Navy SEAL. Wait, he's, hold on. Uh, Chris Pratt was a SEAL? Yeah, man. He was in that no. Zero Dark Thirty movie. Oh, in the movies. Damn yeah. it, man. Yeah, he yeah, had yeah. me going. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, right. no, like not in real life. <laughs> no, he played. I was just of, like he like when was he a seal? No, he stayed in the Holiday Inn Express. Then, so, you know, <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah, that was great. Speaking of Chris Pratt, let's uh, let's move to our review, shall we? Absolutely, I'm stoked for this. We're gonna we're gonna get so the as soon as we finished our recording for episode one, we went out the next day to go watch Guardians of the, the Galaxy day? Three. Yeah, it was very next day, also known as Adam Warlock Day. Adam Warlock Day, exactly. Um, and we, we have some thoughts. I think we're, we, we agree on some things about it. We, we disagree on some things. Do we though? Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll, well I guess we'll see. We'll get, find it, out. we'll get into it. So, uh, we're, if, if you're listening on the podcast you're and you learn today, or if you're watching us live on TikTok right now, um, we're going to try to stay spoiler free, spoiler free. We might give away some things, but we're not going to give away any plot points or anything like that. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, don't worry. We're not going to, we're not going to spoil it for you. We're, we're going to try to keep it. Uh, we're going to try to keep it's it. It's so new. It's just free. not right for you guys. If we start talking about the plot yeah. and stuff yet, I mean, it's all out there online. You can see it, but that's not what we do on the show. So. Yeah. So, all right. So we saw guardians of the galaxy three this week. Uh, do you want to, you want to kick us off with your thoughts or do you want to, you want me to cut? You want oh, me to start wow. it? Um, uh, I can start it. Yeah, send it. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start with um, I'm going to start with the things that I liked. Um, so number one, uh, here's the good um, emotionally driven story. Like I definitely felt like a lot of the, absolutely a lot of the plot points. And if you told me like I would be getting so choked up over watching like cybernetic CGI like animals in <laughs> yeah. like on screen i would have told i would have called you a liar look we all love rocket and groot and some of those characters from this is a character driven movie i think the guardians have always been kind of like a heavy it's been character. an ensemble piece and it's, it's kind of a unique one because people really care about the characters in this franchise even more so than some of the big name superheroes you know mm-hmm. 
Amanda said she loves Rocket and she was crying the whole time because he's friggin' adorable. We're we're gonna actually we're gonna get into Rocket yeah, we're here. Gonna we're, into we're 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 gonna get into it. Um, but yeah, but like you said, uh, yeah, it, it's always been kind of an ensemble piece. Um, and I, I feel like it really did kind of put the focus on Rocket. Like this was Rocket's, and, and the crazy thing is, and I, and I won't say why, but, um, Rocket is both absent for a, a good chunk of the movie, but also not at the same time. Um, it, it's, it's kind of interesting how they, they set it up, but this like Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was the Rocket movie. Like this was, this was his film, I feel like. More so than the other. I mean, he's always had a commanding presence in the team, um. Uh, can we talk about the other movies? Like, uh, I don't know. They're what, not really spoilers. What, the, the other MCU. Marvel movies? Yeah. No, like, I think we can talk like about Rockets the other Marvel been movies. A, a massive part of the team, but they go back into his origin story and kind of talk about why he is right so awesome you know and yeah it's, it's uh how how he came to be and things stuff. and that was always kind of a mystery of i mean i remember like um you know when you watch guardians of the galaxy the first one uh a big part of it was like the mystery of like you know how how did peter quill survive this motley crew of people yeah well, well peter quill in particular like how did he survive like holding the power stone because that would kill anybody because spoiler well, alert yeah well i mean we know at this point extremely powerful yeah well he was also half god like right. he was a demigod a big essentially at the time like he's not anymore obviously he's like Hercules. But, um, but yeah but it was like Heracles. all right but the question was like how how did he survive that and then we find out in part two we go into like peter's origins and find out like right. how he got to like how he got to where he was this is the movie where we put the focus on rocket and we find out like how how and what is he um because like we only like is he an alien why does he look like a raccoon why can a raccoon talk why can a raccoon That's talk weird. why does a raccoon have all these cybernetic parts like why can he do all the things that he can do well this is like we do a deep dive into all about you know all about rocket so and his uh and his focus and i i, I was kind of glad i i, I didn't want to leave guardians of the galaxy behind without uh without exploring that just a little bit and i don't think as a franchise we've left them completely behind because there's there's extended in the comics there's extended guardians of the galaxy there's, there's guardians of the galaxy i mean there's a possibility like i mean you think like i think you know, as we much finished, as this wasn't a setup movie it definitely sets up some future projects well, which I mean, we'll get into well Charles that makes sense well if you finish you know like you know iron man had three movies he he finished his his third movie was after the first avengers movie right. and so we saw plenty of tony stark after that yeah. even though he didn't have any more of his own solo movies and he's still developed as a character even. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah and his his story arc continued to carry over even though it wasn't his movies anymore but okay still I see what you're yeah. Yeah, yeah so there's a there's a good chance that anybody in these movies um you know can that play in can, 20 movies yeah <laughs> can play in 20 more movies before they're done with them so there's so, so there's that um so i i like the fact that we put the focus on rocket um i liked and and i'm i i'm gonna try not to butcher his name i'm gonna do my best to pronounce it um nigerian actor chiku uh, i'm sorry Chukwudi Uwuji, I think if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, he did um, such a solid job as High Evolutionary. Um, just, uh, just an absolutely despicable bastard in yeah. that film. So instead of separating this into like two complete reviews, I, I have to say I loved him as a bad guy. Mm -hmm. That was a pretty unique character. Uh, great actor, uh, like he was believable. Like I found this movie, I wasn't watching it and just being like, okay, I'm watching the movie, wait, waiting for certain things to happen. Like I was kind of into it, like right, which was cool because that that, that kind of hasn't happened in a little bit for me for some of um, those. Yeah, um, you kind of take it out. Even even John Wick Four, like the first 
30 minutes of it, I was kind of like, do I, am I over John Wick? (laughs) And then I got back into it, but yeah, like it was kind of, yeah, this movie kept you enthralled with his character. And what I liked about, um, this, the villain high evolutionary is, um, his you, any you know what like He's I hear them bad. say like any you know, any any villain is really only as powerful as his motivation and for high high evolutionary you know you had these other great villains of the MCU like uh, Killmonger who you know and he had a noble cause but it was just how he went about fighting it you know he like his big thing was racial injustice and he went out and he might have you one could say like he went way too far on the scale to do what needed to be done. Um, you have uh, Thanos in the MCU and his whole thing was in from, in his mind, he was saving the universe. So Thanos is, he had emotions, obviously. Right. Of, stuff that of course in that he movie. did. So he was relatable in that sense. He also just had a really weird perspective on how he's going to fix it. And mm-hmm. not everybody can get behind, obviously, like genocide on a massive scale. You of know? course. Like, it's kind of crazy. But as he said, the strongest choices require the strongest wills. Right. And, and so, like, and, you know. And, and I'm not saying that portion of him is relatable, but these, there are other qualities about him that are absolutely, you know. You know, it's like, I mean, yeah, like either half the population dies or everybody dies is kind of the way he looked at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is kind of not. But there, I mean, there's tons and tons of bad guys now that are or more relatable. Um, and heroes have been less relatable, actually. Like the flawed hero is coming back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tony Stark being a great, probably one of the best castings in the last twenty years in a film. Anyway, you sure, know, like, yeah, like I, I would agree to that. Tony Stark, uh, um, you know, their personal life inside. But like, you know, Tony Stark's a womanizing guy. He's an alcoholic. Uh, like, he, like all he that starts stuff. that way. Yeah, but I mean, like, he's a flawed guy mm-hmm. that people can relate to. I mean, nobody's a billionaire with Jarvis running around and computers and stuff, but. <laughs> Um, besides Elon, I guess, but, <laughs> um, but Elon's probably not an alcoholic, you know, um, that being said, like he was a relatable guy, probably mm-hmm. a cool guy to hang out with, you know, and, and, and then his, you know, character develops obviously. Sure. Yeah. Um, got off track. Where were we? Flawed um, heroes, oh yeah. Flawed, flawed heroes, villains. flawed villains. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I like my villains flawed, yeah. but this guy but this, is massively yeah, but, flawed. Well, this I guy is like, well, this, this guy, um, high, high evolutionary, like, I guess he, he's just like a mad geneticist and everything he does he's is smart. completely, well, no, I, don't, I wasn't going to go that way, but everything he does is just completely rooted and grounded in his own ego. Like he's just, it's all about his projects, his plan. I have to do it because me, 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 me. But he's me. also, he's also absolute in things too. Like, he's just like, Oh, this is just the way it is. This is what's happening next. Mm-hmm. Go kind of almost like in a Star Trek thing where they're like, yeah. well, that procedure says to do this. Okay. Do that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's not a lot of emotion on his angle put into something that could be horrific for everybody else. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that was, that was, uh, that was the good. That was, those were the things that I liked about the movie. Well, let me tell you some good stuff. All right, tell me some things you liked about some the film because I'm going to go to the things I don't like, and there are some things that I didn't like about the movie. So I I like Groot in this movie. Uh, I feel like he's coming into his own. He's not just a background character. Not that he was ever a background character, but he's always just like, oh, I'm Groot, right? Right. Uh, and he, of course, still says that. But uh, I, I liked his involvement with the team. Okay. Um, I thought that was really good. Uh, the... Um, you know, his big moment prior to this was probably the creation of Stormbreaker, right? You know, like uh, well, he I mean, cut his own and arm then, off, like, and he saved well, people. And his, like, okay, no and his sacrifice. I take that if, back. Well, he's I mean, done a bunch of good stuff for people, right? He's, but, I mean, he sacrificed for, you know, everybody in Groot's, the first movie. Groot's awesome, right? Like, we all like Groot. Sure. Um, I thought Rocket's characters, 
insecurities and stuff. They explain them. We're not going to get into all that, but mm -hmm. uh, I think it's well thought out and well, um, like you get Rocket at the end of this movie, which is really yeah. awesome. And then it makes you like him more, which is kind of interesting. Sure. Um, uh, we're not talking about the meta stuff. And... Oh, there's a couple references to old movies in this movie. I don't some, know. There's some throwbacks. I don't know if you're not to Marvel movies, but to other movies. Like there is a John Carpenter reference in the movie, which is really cool. I did not I catch think the John Carpenter reference. It, you know, at first I was kind of like, what? And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's obvious. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, yeah, if you guys can see that, you know, enjoy that. That's pretty fun. The effects are amazing. Okay. The story. That's yeah. I, that's the other yeah. thing I forgot to touch on. The visuals are fantastic. They're, they're not too much, right? Like it's one of those. Movies. I would argue well, that okay. they went too far in some places. No, no. I mean, too much in like the whole thing is too much, and you can't watch the movie. You know, mm -hmm. um, there's moments of clarity in there and stuff. It's it's cool, right? Um, and it's more of a standalone story overall. It's got less setup. They they feeling. did kind of break themselves off from the rest of the MCU, which like, is cool. Because there's an entire side of the MCU that takes place in, in space, space, yeah, which exactly. is awesome. It's not all on Earth. But that being said, it's a little less more of a felt setup, but yeah. it's a huge potential setup, which I'd love to get into mm -hmm. with Charles because I got questions for him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that's my good stuff with it. All right. Um, yep. And now I'm gonna go into. Here's the things I didn't like about it. And there's <laughs> there's there's some things. I, I I definitely wanted to start with the good and then we're gonna go to the bad. I'll end on I'll end on a positive note though. Um one the pacing for this is just weird, man. It's a long movie. It's it was it was long, it was two and a half hours long, and honestly it's it, like Braveheart. it felt every bit of two and a half hours long. Like that's there's no other way for me to say it. Like I, I found myself watching the clock and being like all right, how much more time do we have left of this thing? Ah, shit, there's still like another It was hour. a long movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a long film. Um, My popcorn was good, though. So yeah, was, the popcorn was tasty. Yeah. Um, there was uh, the balance of... Because uh, they, they, went, they went darker with this one than they did with the other ones, I think. Um, you mean but like film quality or like subject matter? The subject matter. It went darker than than the other movies. Um, and I personally, but like but they but you still got to have that James Gunn quippy humor in there. So I felt like they were they were kind of like flip flop flopping back. And I have a huge problem with the humor in this movie. It, it's it felt like it felt like there wasn't. It's really hard to balance tones, right? Like I'm not gonna like completely crap on James Gunn for that, but it is. It's really difficult to to balance tones when you're doing when you're going from like dark to like light and comedic. You know what I mean? And I think and when that's the case, you maybe need to tone down the humor just a little bit, right? Just and I, a bit. I understand the whole like you use that to break the moment down, right? Yeah. Um, thing being though is when you tell a joke. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to get all the words right, but the delivery is such a huge point of making people laugh mm -hmm. that timing and stuff plays a key factor in telling a joke, right? Or pulling one off on screen between other people. Mm -hmm. Some of them felt rushed to me and I'm like, oh, like you could miss it. Like right. you missed right. the funny part because you're so focused, you're on, so focused on this. Like you're else. still, yeah. or like you're still rocked from this like gutting scene that you just saw. And then you've got someone over here making a dick joke or something like, not that that actually happened. I'm just using that as an example, but like you're so you're rocked from this like emotional scene and boom, dick joke. I'm like, no, not right now, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, 
I'm a little bit, uh, I'm still kind of re- trying to recover from that scene I just saw, dude. Like, it's bring up the levity slowly, a little bit. It's, otherwise, it's it's jarring, you right. know what I mean? Right. Um, so, th- like, the balance was just off. There was um, a disturbance in the force. There was a disturbance in the force. Also, I felt like, as far as uh, the characters, at this point, like, we've picked up so many characters in the Guardians saga that they don't know what to do with all these characters. Felt, well, felt I, a little I, bloated, you know. You got to think like guys like Stallone and stuff like that. This, this isn't their movie, right? No, of course. So there, there are Stallone a had a bigger part in part characters. two, obviously, and right. they just kind of brought him back in to be like, "Hey, look, here's Sly, guys. Yeah, you remember back. him? He's back. We brought him back in. I think he's coming back for another Rocky movie too. By the way, uh, I've heard rumor. I don't know that. That's it's not confirmed. I'll look it up. Get back to everybody. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. Sorry. We'll get into that another time. Um, but yeah, but it just it felt kind of bloated um, and. Speaking of, uh, do you mean just like there's two? I don't know. There's there are a lot of characters in this movie. Yeah, and it kind of jumps around. There's like, some of that I really like though too. That got more screen time, and I actually yeah, enjoyed that. Well, I mean, like Cosmo the dog was kind of that cute, was cool. I guess kind of annoying, kind of cool. Yeah, it, it just it was it was a lot of like flipping back and forth who, from who, here to who there. Found her. Like she I went out well, on she's like in, she's in the first she's, movie. She's not on Sputnik, but Sputnik is still in space, and they still pull telemetry. I don't know. Well, that's understand. that's a question for Charles. Um, we can uh, Charles, if you're listening right now, maybe we'll 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 pick your brain about that. I think that that's when, what they said in, in. The, uh, in the Air and Space Museum. Like it's still up there. I could be wrong on that. But. Well, we're talking. You're, you're talking about um, Leica, Leica, the the first dog. Leica, yeah. Which, isn't Cosmo supposed to be that dog I, that went in space? I'm, Charles, we'll find out. We'll ask. We'll ask Charles. She's in the holiday special. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I'll get into big, Stallone. She had a big role in the holiday special. Yeah. Charles says, I'll get into Stallone a little bit with regards to the character. All right. That's, that's why we have the comic man. Um, I dig it. And here's, and here's, here's the one thing, um, that I like. So this one, like they really built up introducing Adam Warlock and, uh, I feel like they didn't know what to do with him. Like he shows Adam up. Warlock has so much potential he, he does and maybe we'll see him like realize that potential in a later movie but like he shows up you know he he breaks some things and then like after that he's just sort of there in some background scenes and like i'm just like you guys don't even know what to do with this character do you so yeah I don't really want to comment too much on Adam Warlock because I'm really excited for what the MC and this is. I don't want to. I don't want to give any plot points away or anything yeah, like this that. Yeah, this is this is what my setup thing is. There could be setting up for the Adam Warlock phase mm-hmm. of this entire shindig, and it could be amazing. Could be. Uh, Might not be. He is. I mean, you're talking like Silver Surfer level awesomeness and and some really really cool that's true that could easily tie in out. with the uh, fantastic four which we talked about right. next or last week and oh, next we true, talked yeah. about next week we traveled in time and talked about it next week no we talked about that last week so i mean that that all of that could tie in with the and there's fantastic a huge four. rift situation I, I i mean i don't know enough to really start talking about it but uh i i liked adam Warlock. i like the actor like mm-hmm. he looks cool he's got super cool powers right and uh, I was pretty excited to see him for the first time on video, even though I didn't know a lot about him prior to this, to be honest. Like, I have friends that are totally obsessed yeah. with him. But. Well, we, we also have, we, we can check in with Comic Man here in a few minutes when we finish our review. So yeah. that'll that'll be questions for Comic Man here in just a few minutes. But it gets me excited for the future. And, yeah. and the whole crew does. I mean, yeah. I thought it was a... It's a bittersweet movie, like you said. But. Yeah, I mean, and that was, and that's, and that kind of brings me to like the wrap up. Like all in all, it was, it was a fitting bittersweet kind of farewell to the Guardians. 
Um, but I couldn't help but feel like the rest of the MCU should kind of follow suit with that, right? Like, uh, like yeah. it, sometimes it's okay for a story to end, and I, I just, I just feel like everything in the MCU is just spinning its wheels now. That being said, Chris Pratt is confirmed to be in further projects with Marvel, right? Kind of right. like you're saying about Tony Stark, right? right? So, so his journey as Star Lord is not done yet, right? So mm. it's not like, you know, it's not the end end for all these people. It's just a good wrap up of their. Star Trek, yeah. if you will. Yeah, I mean, like it was it was a fine ending. I guess I I guess I enjoyed it enough. It was you know, it was it was it was something to watch. I, I guess I can't really complain about it too much. It was uh I like the character development on a couple people too, but we won't get into that too much because I don't want to give away. Obviously we've talked about how Rocket's backstory is there and Right. Yeah. Right. Watch the movie uh, yeah. and email us uh, and let us know what you think. Oh, yeah, you can. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's a little reminder. You could, uh, if there's something uh, you want us to talk about, you could always send us a uh, send us a message at zoomundo at outlook.com and we will be there to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. But uh, even though that, that kind of concludes our review of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and come on in and check in with Comic Man and ask him some questions about uh, about what's on the shelves this week. And uh, what's, and maybe he can kind of shed the light on some of these characters that we saw in yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Our 3. Marvel conversation is going to yeah. continue. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Comic Man from Baltimore. He's got more books than a comic store. From X-Men to Fantastic Four. All the sagas he's explored. It's time to check in with Comic Man. That's, uh, that's, that's my girlfriend on there doing the Comic Man thing. Excellent song job. For us. Excellent <laughs> job. That was great. We are on with Charles Bass Rap, Comic Man. Charles, how's your week been, buddy? It's good, gentlemen. Thanks for having me back. You bet, man. Uh, Thanks for coming back. We're glad you're here. Yeah, we're excited to talk and to first you. First of all, it. If ESPN calls poker a sport, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Right? Ah, there I it is. love you. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, what do you got for me to this? Week? All right. So, I mean, you, uh, you, you were, you were tuning in, watching us talk about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. We're gonna get yeah. to that here in just a few minutes. But first, what's hot off the press? What's up? What's off the presses this week, Comic Man? Well, well, we got a lot. I, you know, I had another another big week, you know, about twenty five books this week. You know me, you know, pretty average. <laughs> uh, the big things this week, I'd say, definitely, if you're not reading Michael Rosenberg's Wildcats, it's a reboot of the old. Oh yeah, the Jim Lee Jim from. Oh no, 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 I'm not. I'm thinking of no. I'm thinking of a different thing. Who is it now? This is this is back when back when Image first shot out. It was one of the first oh, ones. The first one that Jim Lee. Oh, it was Jim Lee. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was, and they, it's it's come back a couple of times, and eventually Wildstorm got folded into the uh, DC universe because Jim Lee is now president of uh, DC Comics. Really? Okay. Um, but yeah, he just got recently promoted. He's been he's been like a CEO or something like that well, for a while. But, no, this, we're on the seventh issue now of Wildcats, and this run is hilarious. Okay. It's just it's dark, it's funny, it's perfect. Number seven just came out. You don't need to have read any of the other incarnations of, of it. So, like, no, pick up the first trade of the first six issues. Pick up number seven on the stands right now. Wildcats, definitely the pick of the week from DC, at least. All right, sweet. Cool. So we got we got a reboot uh, of, a, of, a, of a classic yeah. from the 90s. So this is – and this is from DC, you said. This is from DC. Another big one from DC All this right. week. Um, because it's um, Asian American and Pacific Islanders Heritage Month, 
mm-hmm. they're doing a couple of little mini series that are spinning out of the Lazarus Planet event, um, featuring you know predominantly Asian characters. And this first one is by cool. Alyssa Wong, and um, they're writing Spirit World. It's this girl, uh, Shanti, I think her name. I think I think the character pronounces the name. Okay, uh, working with John Constantine against. Ooh. Okay. Chinese vampires from like, you know, that kind of got leaked into our reality. I'm like trying to rescue Cassandra Kane, Batgirl. Oh, so, I mean, you can't okay. go wrong with it. You know, Alyssa Wong, they have a tendency to self insert in everything that, that's been written so far, doing um doing Deadpool, doing Dr. Afro. I mentioned last show, I love mm-hmm. Dr. Afro. Um, but it's it's a solid book. And um, pretty soon we'll be having uh, Greg Pak. Uh, he did, he's the one that did Planet Hulk. He's going okay. to be doing. A, he's going to be doing a series. I think it starts in two weeks or next week. Uh, called City Boy, and then we're going to have this new one called The Vigil by Ram V, who's this guy who's been just killing it on so many books from Venom to Swamp Thing, awesome. and it's kind of like this uh, covert ops team that's on, on uncovering a conspiracy within the DCU. So, oh, all right, sounds a little bit more grounded, maybe. Yeah, it's 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 like a Wetworks type team. That seems pretty cool. Okay, um, with the relaunch of Green Lantern. A new mm-hmm. uh, Green Lantern book. Finally, Hal Jordan's back um, as the uh, solo leader for Green Lantern with uh, John Stewart still there, and he's trapped on Earth for some reason. Uh, they've quarantined the Green Lanterns to Earth. There's something else going on out there, but mm-hmm. we know that he's here on on the planet. But so is Sinestro. Why is okay. Sinestro here? We don't mm-hmm. know. Oh, okay. Uh, the other- and the other big one from DC is from Free Comic Book Day. It's the kickoff to the Night Terrors storyline that's coming out in July and August. They're suspending all of their regular monthly books for two months mm-hmm. and replacing it with these two-issue miniseries and a little four-issue um, mini uh, event called Night Terrors, where the DC heroes and villains are going to be faced with their worst nightmares by some as of yet on names like supervillain that's in charge of all this nice. so it's uh it's, okay. we got the first little taste of it this this month all right a lot of things coming out from the dc universe world i like it i like it yeah on on the marvel side we've got all the penultimate issue of captain marvel now i have every issue of carol danvers um uh, that's ever existed from 1975 to the present hot damn and this is that's the, awesome this is the this is the hands down best run that, that Carol's ever had. Kelly Thompson, she also has Black Cloak out this week from Image Comics, one of the indies. It's a fantastic book. Okay. Um, but Captain Marvel is issue forty nine this week, and it was just it's wrapping up a story crossover with the X Men fighting the Brood, oh, fighting yeah. space, and nice. talk about like the cosmic stuff. You know, this is the stuff you want to you want to get with. Right. It's unfortunately ending next month. Um, but like Kelly Thompson has just been absolutely on fire, and she. If you haven't gotten a chance to pick up her Kate Bishop Hawkeye series, that was phenomenal. That's what if you didn't if you were on the fence about Kate Bishop, read Kelly Thompson's Kate Bishop and you cannot you cannot not like the character. It's just amazing. Awesome. Okay. Um so she's yeah, she she's just killing it on that. And we have uh, one of the big ones this week for Marvel is the kickoff to Extreme Venom Verse. Ooh. <laughs> There's a right. There so is a spider verse. So, but, but Venom but Venom now has a Venom verse. I'd like to hear more about this. Well, is there Venom well, Pig? This is the thirtieth anniversary <laughs> of the absolute the absolute carnage. Um oh, oh, man. I think that was like yeah, that was we actually did read that one back ago. in the day. Yeah. Yeah, so this, so this is the 30th anniversary of Carnage. So they're doing all this, calling it the Summer of the Symbiotes. So we have all of these different Carnage-centric stories. Right now we've got Carnage fighting against, um, he's, he's, he's got this armor that Tony Stark had made to stop Null, the person who was the king in black, okay. the one who was the leader of all the symbiotes, the symbiote god. 
during the uh, King and Black storyline. So he's got control of this mm-hmm. extremist armor that's merged with like symbiotes, you know, power. It's it's Cletus Cassidy going completely wild, fighting Miles Morales through New York. Oh, nice. Meanwhile, you I like Miles. Yeah, you gotta love Miles. And, and meanwhile, you've got you know Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin. You've got his former daughter-in-law is has a symbiote now because his grandson also has one. And because it's, it's just like they're just giving them out like Oprah everything. prizes at this point. Yeah, you, it's you get one. <laughs> it's fantastic. And now we have Extreme Venomverse, and it's all leading to the death of Venomverse, which is going to be oh. the the end game for Carnage. He's decided this is what he wants to do, and that's going to be like later in this year, like at, at the summer's end. Mm-hmm. So we have all these things leading towards you know towards that. So that I'm, I'm I, I love all this stuff. My son's super into Carnage, so he's been like you no know, paying attention to it, you know, like going through it. We have Carnage 2099 and the new Spider-Man 2099 comics. Oh, shoot, okay, you know, yeah, that's, that's all coming back. There's an anniversary of that. But uh, the only the other book I'd say is a big one this week is Nocterra from from Image Comics. Okay, that like is Image. Uh, Scott Snyder and Tony Daniel. They were previously together on a great Batman run, you know, you know mm-hmm. during the New Fifty Two, and um, it's basically the 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 big dark happened, the big PM they call it, and mm-hmm. darkness took over. All of the lights went out in the world, and things are turning into these you know demonic shades. And uh, we're finding out that it's an alien race that's opposed by Lux, which is light. And, um, you know, Hmm. how do we survive doing this? These trucker convoys go from place to place living in these like neon cities trying to keep humans alive as long as they're possible. Because if they're in the dark too long, they become these shades. Oh, all right. uh, It's it's a little bit of cosmic on Earth stuff, but it's uh, it's up to issue 14 now. But you can't go wrong with a Scott Snyder, Tony Daniel collaboration. Nice. So those are the big ones this week from the comic world. All right. That's in and and Charles goes through and that's he image comics. And that's image. All right. That one's image. image. That so, one is that one is image comics. And so is the uh, black cloak that I mentioned from uh, Kelly Thompson, who's doing Captain Marvel. It's a little murder mystery uh, on another planet with the you know there's a you know, little espionage. Of, of the heir to a throne has been killed. Okay. Who's killed him? How does it figure into our uh, our main characters who are trying to fight against you know their heritage and you know their jobs? So it's it's a it's a pretty cool, pretty dope story from her. Nice, nice, and that's in in Charles takes on uh, all of these comics every week, guys. So you don't have to. So you can just come on over here it's to true. Zoomundo and, and get the cliff you notes. Get your lowdown, yeah, yeah, yeah totally yeah. keeps you up to date. And speaking speaking of cliff notes, we're gonna we're we're gonna dive into it. So I know you were watching while we were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. and uh, we were talking about just like what an utter bastard uh, high evolutionary is in Guardians of the Galaxy three, um, as well as you know our our disappointment with uh, how little they utilized Adam Warlock in the movie. So let's uh, let's jump into that. You you being the man that has has read every single comic known to man, most likely. <laughs> Um, so let's 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 dive into this villain, man. Tell us a little bit who and what is the high evolutionary, this villain from Guardians of the Galaxy three. All right. So now I haven't seen the movie yet, but I know about it. You know from what you guys have said, and I appreciate the no spoilers. That's always cool. Right. Um, but like I, you know, I I knew like you know going into this, they were going to change the origin. Of course, he seems a lot less compassionate than the one in the comics. The one in the comics goes from being outright villain to kind of misunderstood to kind of back and forth. He's human. 
He's okay. not an alien. He is human. Okay. I was going to ask you if he's from Earth or not. Yeah. No, he's from Earth. He's actually, you know, and, and Marvel, the movies have a way of doing that because Drax is from Earth, too, in the comics. Really? Oh, Drax, okay. Yeah, but Drax he's not like in the movies. Big so. and blue and red in the movie. No, Dra- Drax's name was actually Arthur Douglas, a play on Douglas, you know, Adams. Douglas Arthur. Um, but, his, <laughs> but his name was okay. Arthur Douglas. He was a saxophone player. And uh, his family is killed by Thanos, who thinks that like he's like been spotted by these humans, and like he attacks their like vehicle with like a spaceship. It's like a, it's an overkill. Uh, mm-hmm. And his daughter Heather actually winds up being a member of both the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy later right, on. Right, right. I did but read that. Drax is Drax is basically like you know he's given the power to fight. You know his his whole reason for living is Drax the Destroyer. Is he's the only thing that can kill Thanos. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's mindless for a while. If you if you ever read the old Infinity Gauntlet back in the day, he's completely like this like dumb Hulk type version character, and then eventually he kind of evolved into this like you no know, tattooed up kind of like more intelligent one, hmm. and then we got like the more jokey one that James Gunn <laughs> has in the movie. Right. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, I, I mentioned I was going to talk. I'll, I'm going to divert real quick to talk about Stallone. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. That's just more of a reference. I feel that's more of like a, a throwback for the old school fans because the Guardians of the Galaxy were actually a future team. They were from the 31st century. Oh. Um, Vance yeah. Astro was on the new, new Warriors and he was frozen in ice, basically. He had Captain America's shield in the future and was you know unfrozen in the future and became the Captain America in the 31st century. Um, and wow. he was, it was major, major Vance Astro. And he had like this original team, which was Starhawk, which is Stallone's character, mm-hmm. a Yondu that's completely different from the Michael Rooker version. Okay. Um, and, and a couple of other guys, a lot of those teams that are like on like, you know, Yondu's old crew, they're all names, like the one that looks like all crystally and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That's yeah. Yeah. That was from, that's from the original team of guardians. Um, Nikki, Charlie 27, all of these characters were the 31st century Guardians of the Galaxy, and they came to our time every once in a while, helped out with Thor. But during the reboot of, well, not reboot, kind of like a revamping of Marvel's Cosmic Line years back right. in like, you know, about 2008 or so, they introduced this annihilation wave from the negative zone. Annihilus controls the, the, the zone. He sends this wave that's just destroying everything. It destroys all but one of the Nova Corps. It's just wrecking Xandar. It's wrecking planet after planet. And Star Lord is one of the people who's just just a guy in space trying to do mm-hmm. what he's got to do, and he has to pull together a team. And that's where the Guardians of the Galaxy series spun out of, and that's the team that we'd eventually got in the movies right. based on the new version. The so comics do all the legwork for us. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I heard like Phyla Vell is mentioned in it as a um, as a character, kind of like in like High Evolutionary's um, Entourage. Mm-hmm. She's the original Captain Marvel's daughter, and she was eventually uh, on the um, on the, the team. And actually, she was girlfriends of Moondragon, uh, Drax's daughter in the comics. So you think the cosmos so the are so big, but so, in the Marvel universe, not so much. Yeah, you gotta yeah. distill it real quick. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, High Evolutionary. He is Herbert Edgar Wyndham, actually, of all the names. Has like a Wesley Wyndham Price from Angel and Buffy type sound. <laughs> But uh, he was a human in Victorian London working with this is what I'm, I'm excited to see how they're going to do this now, if they're going to try to tie it in, because he was working with Nathaniel Essex, who is Mr. Sinister. Oh, the big oh, okay. and they were working together. They were contemporaries. They were both working on genetics. And one of the Inhumans, again, another tie to a Marvel property, this Inhuman named Fader, gives him this key to cracking genetic codes. 
he evolves into this like big being that he is that you know to, to go above being a human mm-hmm. and he wants he's kind of like the dr moreau he's a of the marvel you he's right. kind of obsessed with creating these new beings like you see in the it's, he doesn't have a hand in rocket but you see that that's how it ties in with the movie right the they, that's how they used it was, yeah, the first, the, the first thing he evolved was actually his pet Dalmatian, um, which freaked Far the out. F out of people that <laughs> were like, what the hell is that? And they shot it because they were like, there's a talking dog. This is weird. You know? <laughs> Dude, so, that would be awesome. So, yeah. so then, yeah, I mean, he first appeared in the Thor comic, you know, of, of all things. You know, so he's got a tie to everybody. And like after they shot his little Dalmatian friend, he was working with this guy, Jonathan Drew. And you don't think much of the name, but Jonathan Drew experimented on his daughter, Jessica, and led okay. to her being Spider-Man. So you got that connection. And then they go to Mount Wondegore, and in Mount Wondegore, where there's Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Oh, and wow. Because of a because of a pissing contest between Ike Permalter, who was the you know, in charge of Marvel Comics, and Kevin Feige doing the, the MCU side, he was obsessed with no more new characters being created that could be used in a Fox Studios movie. This is obviously before the buyout. Right, right. So he suspended all of the FF comics. FF didn't appear on the shelves for like two wow. years. Wow, that's a big, yeah, I mean, that's a bold move for a yeah. company to do. Well, X-Men was too lucrative because it has so many spinoffs, but he had a directive that they weren't allowed to create any new characters because if they were created in an X-Men book, they'd be allowed to be used in a Fox Studios be, film. Yeah, propriety. You know, yeah. chance one of these catches fire and becomes a big hit. So he also forced them to retcon Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were Magneto's daughters or Magneto's kids. Right. And he retconned that they were actually genetically engineered and, you know, helped out by the high evolutionary. That's their present thing. They're no longer mutants. They're genetically engineered beings oh, wow. from the high evolutionary. It was like the most spiteful retcon in history. That's, <laughs> yeah, like, that's oh, pretty yeah, wild. Like every, everything you know about these mutants is different now. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's cause, why I want cause, to know where they're gonna go. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say there's a there's a huge dichotomy of mutant versus um, non mutant in like DC versus Marvel on the way uh, superheroes themselves are, are portrayed. You know, some people it's it's a curse for some of these kids to have powers, yeah. and that's why they end up at Xavier's school and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of wild to be like, oh, this guy just made you. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and it's it's funny because he has such a pivotal role um even not knowing it. at one point he tries he's working with nathaniel essex not realizing that he's gonna get screwed over but he takes all okay. the mutants powers away at one point oh. it was like three issues for us but like weeks for them wow and um he decides to just take away the mutant gene and this is before like house of them when when scarlet witch did that like on on a real scale but like okay. he does like he's, he he had been forcibly you know evolving beings called the new men he created counter earth which was on the exact opposite side of our earth but time moved differently there so oh, right, you know right. he's, he's so you, he's, you know the earth is around right <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm making so, it so he does like all these crazy things with like with genetics and um when the when scarlet witch did take away the the mutant gene um beast was trying to figure out a way to bring it back he actually mm-hmm. went to high evolutionary people have gone oh, to him. spider-man went to high evolutionary wow when aunt may, aunt may got shot after the uh civil war event in the mm-hmm. comics because spider-man revealed his identity as peter parker so peter gave up his smoke show redhead model wife to save his <laughs> <laughs> how do you give that issues. up buddy but well, before he went to Mephisto for a deal or before him and Mary Jane went to Mephisto, he asked the high evolutionary, hey, can you do anything about this old bat? And I th- even he was like, dude, there's nothing I can do. She's ancient. That's it. Uh, older than me. This 
Yeah. Um, it sounds it sounds like it, fascinating. You know, and of course, you know the the comics are always independent from the movies, but of course, the movies draw a lot of inspiration from the comics. But it really yeah. sounds like they've. They've they've weaved a lot of threads to potentially go in the directions of MCU's X Men just by introducing this character. Yeah, and and uh, you know when after M Day Magneto was hurt, his he didn't lose his powers, but his, his powers were you know were damaged. Mm-hmm. And High Evolutionary actually helped Magneto like you know develop like a machine to help him mimic his powers a little bit. Oh, nice. But. Cool. The Marvel Universe, the, the MCU, steals a lot from the Ultimate Marvel Universe in the comics. Very that's true. Why we have, yeah. That's why we have Nick Fury uh, mm-hmm. as Samuel Jackson. And was wasn't now wasn't he's doing a show right or just oh yeah we, show? We, yeah we talked about that he's last week that yeah. 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 yeah yeah secret yeah I, I learned a little bit more about that today when I was. Uh, watching some YouTube was, videos. Right, it's pretty interesting. Now, and, and clear that since we're, I don't mean to go off on a tangent or anything, but like, was the Ultimate Universe's version of Nicholas Fury? Because yes. of course, was he not already, wasn't he not like based on Samuel L. Jackson? He was. Okay. He, he, they, 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 they asked him if they would, Mark Millar, who wrote it, he asked if like, you know, he'd be cool with that. And, and Sam L. was like, yeah, probably with a lot more curse words. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> But they even like they even threw a joke in in one of the issues. They're they're the the they're not called the Avengers in the Ultimate Universe. They're called the Ultimates, and um, okay. they're sitting around. They're talking about who might play them in a in a in a movie on their lives. And they're like, well, who would play you, Director Fury? He's like, well, please, no, Sam L. Jackson hands down. <laughs> so when they approached Sam L. You know, to be in the uh, you know to 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 do Iron Man one, and mm-hmm. he was like, well, absolutely, and that's why they took that version of it. That's awesome. So you know the the Chitauri in the in the ultimate universe were actually the the ultimate version of the scrolls so they wound okay. up like obviously adding the real scrolls and captain marvel and secret invasion upcoming mm-hmm. and the comics in return added the chitauri as a brand new race of of, of evil guys <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. but um in the ultimate universe the mutants were found out to be actually not mutants wolverine is actually mutant zero he was genetically created by governments and then the gene that was in like whatever they used to like splice with him was populated throughout the world and that's how mutants were made mutants aren't actually born as mutants in like with a mutant gene they're all the 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 case of human experimentation in the ultimate universe that like you said wild retcon so they can do that that. Mm -hmm. you know they can maybe add this in there you know like how do you like we haven't seen real mutants yet we have it we have it mentioned in miss marvel in the finale they do mention the actual word mutant for the first time mutation is is the first time that's really oh did they use that in miss marvel i i I only watched a couple episodes and that was i was like yeah not for me but like yeah but like he's but like in the in the comics he's so every high evolutionary is everywhere i mean he gives he's the one who gives adam warlock the soul stone the soul stone, oh because you know, that was a, that was a big part of the infinity saga in the comics yeah he, well, not he the infinity came to adam warlock for help uh new, new or, his counter earth was being destroyed so he came to adam warlock for help and gave him the soul stone and, and there's soul stone. there's two big uh timelines with that or timeline storylines with that there's the big rift thing and then there's the it's the what is it the thanos connection or something something the, um, yeah the thanos imperative the thanos imperative that's it at, at one point adam warlock even has the glove right well adam and the, after the infinity gauntlet he got the glove and i'll never forget that because they're all scrambling for the glove because nebula is actually um thanos's granddaughter in the comics that's how it was okay and she get she gets the she gets the gauntlet in issue five and at the end you know like everyone's trying to like you know like she's she's they're all going after her 
and they're all scrambling to get the glove when it gets knocked off her. And Adam Warwick is standing there, yeah. and he's got the glove in his hand, and he's saying, oh. he's, he's like, no, I have it. He's like, no, seek not to dispute that claim. I promise. But then he goes off, and he forms the Infinity Watch, and he gives each gem to a different person, including to Thanos, because he still trusts huh. Thanos. Him and Thanos have this like kind of like on-again, off-again friendship throughout reality, because mm -hmm. the Soul Frenemies, if you will. actually does have a reality within it. The Soul Stone actually does have something within it. Yeah, that's pretty and wild. And Gamora is with him, and this guy Pip the Troll, and well, Drac. you see a little bit of that when uh, somebody sees Gamora. They, they did that in the movie, actually. And then there's a deleted scene where Tony Stark sees his daughter, I believe, even. That oh, they for Endgame, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he fought with the guardians of the galaxy against Ultron and the phalanx in annihilation yeah. conquest. Um, yeah. And, he, they, and Adam they Warlock just... was killed. Then the war of Kings happened and the war of Kings had like, you know, the, the, it was the big ones. It was, it was the inhumans and the Kree and like, you know, the Shi'ar empire led by right. Cyclops and Havoc's brother Vulcan. Who Havoc, found oh, man, out. <laughs> yeah. The, he found out that that was a crazy, you know, like, you know, the X-Men always have crazy, like, you know, hidden relatives popping out of it. Right, right, right. Um, it's not just Wolverine Gabriel and Sabretooth, everybody. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. G G Gabriel Summers went nuts and like, you know, he figured out what the role was that the Shi'ar empire played in the killing of his, uh, well, the attempted killing of like his, his, uh, father and like his whole heritage. So he went nuts in the Shi'ar empire, took it over. And this whole big battle between him and, um, Black Bolt happens. Cool. And it creates this giant rift within the universe that you were talking about. And then we have the Thanos imperative where the cancer verse is coming out of this thing. It's like a dark side of our universe, almost like this like cool. Cthulhu type mythology. Well, type I was going to say that's where some of the aliens they've alluded to in the movies. This is something I wanted to ask you about. Um, okay. The, the, I don't know if you've seen the, um, the, the multiverse of madness or what's the I title? Have, of that? Yeah. So that thing that comes out in the beginning and is fighting the girl trying to eat her yes. um, is one of those things from that plane from the cancer versus what, oh, okay, what I've, cool. rec I've recently heard that. Right. And then there's a couple other aliens. I think there's one in, um, I don't, I don't remember which movie it's from, but they're like the tentacle wild beings from the Marvel MCU are supposedly, yeah. so they might be alluding to that big crack and riff it, it was, and bringing was Adam Warlock in could be mm -hmm. a segue into going and fighting. Yeah. Things, right? I mean, well, open, it, introducing it Adam cool. like opens up the door to a lot, I think. Right. I mean, that's a whole nother, phase or two of movies right well and, and even his even high evolutionaries like work like not only with you know nathaniel essex but like he also worked with miles warren in the comics and miles warren is the spider-man villain the jackal and on his own jackal's kind of lame but he's also the dude that was responsible for the whole spider-man clone saga in the 90s okay mm -hmm. he's the one responsible for ben riley scarlet spider all that crazy stuff when like, oh god yeah really we don't we Peter don't talk Parker about the clone saga the clone. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but like, you know ben riley's back ben riley's back and he was of course recently, he is uh, you know, yeah, so, but it's, it's it's all he has his tentacles everywhere no pun intended but like he, he can <laughs> go in so many different directions with him like i like i happen to love anyone who knows me knows that mr sinister is my favorite like thing in the world and high evolutionary is another one of those guys i i, I hear he's a, like i said a lot less compassionate in the movies he's kind of like a little bit more cutthroat 
Okay. Yeah. But um, he, he has this like care in him because he, he also only have he does remember that human side of him. Yeah. They also only have the two hours, two and a half hours to portray him. So, yeah, of yeah, course. And, he, and he has to do certain things to make the plot happen. So like maybe more compassionate in the comics, but like, you know, we just really need to need him to be yeah, this bastard. This so, you know, we have a villain. Let's use him. That's who he was that day. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's, there's so many things that that he can, he can go into that they can get into with him that they can go with from, from this, because like you said, there's a whole corner of the Marvel. I would love to see a real Nova story. We saw the Nova Corps. We saw the Nova Corps. We haven't seen, we haven't seen the man named Nova yet, though. Yeah, we haven't seen like you know, you know, Richard Ryder Nova right. or or Sam Alexander, you know, the the most recent Nova, mm-hmm. um, but like. You know, Philavel was Quasar for a while. The, the the one that's mentioned in this, you know, with High Evolutionary and his entourage, she was one of the Quasars for a while. She was also Captain Marvel for a while when, you know, because that was her father's name. You know, Warlock, you know, ties in with him obviously in this movie and in the comic book. So there's so much they can do with this character. He's did he should, he can just go anywhere because mm-hmm. he's been with. He's, he first appeared in Thor. Right. He's with Warlock. He's fought with the Guardians. He's okay. created Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. He's with the mutants. He's with the Inhumans. I mean, he's everywhere. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot of potential so there. You got anything else? No, I mean, that's you anything, the, any other uh, questions for the movie uh, you guys want? You were, uh, you had one more question oh, about Cosmo. Cosmo right? Yeah, one more question about Cosmo the oh, dog. Yeah. Co- which one? Like, I had a Cosmo couple questions. Is not like. A- Okay. okay, Cosmo's not like, not like it. Okay. Yeah. Well, just because well, we should speaking that. with like a with the Russian accent. I've also, so that's why I've we also were... fact checked myself on this too. A Sputnik burned back into it, it crashed. There's some other satellite at the oh. Air and Space Museum the that, ori- you can, that they're still the talking original, to, like an old one. But uh, the original Leica, if I recall, died on the fourth revolution around the planet. Well, so okay. That, well, yeah. in in the real world, yes. Right, right, right. So because they sent a monkey up too, right? Like. Yeah. Okay. In the comics, Cosmo is a part of the Russian, um, you know, Soviet like space, the space program. Right. It's launched in, but then gets launched in space and it gets lost. And we have no idea where that, where, where it gets, how it gets lost. Lost but in space. When we first mm-hmm. see it, it's in nowhere. It's if she, you know, oh, okay. she first appeared. Well, it's, it's actually, I think it's a, I think it's a girl voice in the movies, right? Yes. It is. Yeah. It it's is. a female it's, voice. It's a female, female Russian, Russian voice. Yeah. I, yeah. And then the comics is never really. But she's clear. got like it's a like translator. Like so, kind of like yeah, like Doug but, um, from Up kind of thing. No, I yeah, think it's fascinating because that's you know when you start playing with reality, like you know, there's effects yeah. when the guys go out into space, like in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two, right? You know, like how their bodies freeze and stuff like that. You're like, dude, I gotta hope yeah. we never did that to anybody to see if that's really <laughs> what it looks like. But you know, um, you're both. What, what did you say? You're both burning and freezing at the same burning time and freezing space. at the same like, time. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty pretty harsh environment up there. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we for, we don't even see Cosmo doesn't even become a character in the comic books until about 2008. That's during like, okay. the whole annihilation. So it's a newer, era. A newer thing. So she's and, she's fairly she's fairly new. Yeah, yeah we for, we first see Cosmo appear in it's um, a fun in character Nowhere, in a yeah. Nova comic. Yeah. So that so that and she becomes kind of like the. Um, I'm pretty sure it's written as as a guy in the comics, which is no, okay. no big deal. No, know? it's a but, dog. Yeah, but but there, but in in the comics, kind of like is runs nowhere. It's kind of like the, you know, I don't know, like 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 you know, like if you think of like you know the you know the the cantina is like you know like in Star Wars. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, yeah. That's... Cosmo is like the one that kind of just like runs things. Like everyone goes through Cosmo to get things. Cosmo is this talking dog who runs this. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, restaurant I mean, at the uh, end of the galaxy, you know. Yeah, so so I mean they they do that. You no, know, Cosmo helps out when and joins the Guardians at some point, and um, 
you know, the fault in the Thanos, in the Thanos imperative, uh, Cosmo is instrumental in that because, um, I knew it. <laughs> Star Lord tells Cosmo to like get this team together, and and it's, he he builds this team of Silver Surfer, Beta Ray Bill, Quasar, mm-hmm. Ronin, and uh, Gladiator. From the, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Because in, in the fault, Star Lord's killed in the fault. Star Lord Nova sacrificed <clears throat> themselves to close the fault. But his dying wishes. I don't want this new team of badasses. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to keep you too long. But like, this is also a, a potential because a lot of people complain about Silver Surfer in the Fantastic Four movies. But the, well, uh, what wasn't there to complain about? This um, well, that was based right off the Ultimate version, though. But, too, because there were some lines that were actually word for word from the entire thing. Like, oh, like I the believe whole it. thing that Captain Holt, the whole thing that Captain Holt tells, like Reed about, like you know, when, when <laughs> the, Reed, oh, like, the, you the, know, the football nerd, the football and the nerd yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. All that, that, that was that was. Line for line. For That's awesome. Analysis <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, I guess my next statement it's not going to be accurate, but like people are like, "Hey, they want to do them right in a movie. That would be really cool. Oh, Bring I, it back for this rift stuff." There's also, um, you know, they introduced Hercules, I believe, right in the uh, yes. Love and Thunder. Yes, yeah, yeah. and Love and Thunder. So, I mean, you've got him out there. There's a lot of people on the space side of the Cosmos with uh, Marvel, and I think it could be really awesome to. Well, even Galactus that was like Galactus, like Galactus yeah. was also like kind of complained about in um in the Rise of Silver Surfer movie in Fantastic Four, it's but it was nice. based on the Ultimate version, the awesome. Galactus. Yeah, it was a three syllable thing, and it was a swarm. It wasn't an actual dude in a big purple helmet, which would just ah. look awesome. Oh, uh, the, the angry cloud that pissed off the fans. Yeah, and that, it, so you we see it What's take kind of the, the shape of the helmet when it kind of when its shadow comes over Earth, but in the comics, it's actually a hive mind swarm that goes across the galaxy, kind of uh, like the annihilation swarm. Gotcha. So it's um so they awesome. kind of took that directly from the comics, but it gets lost because most people know it not from Ultimate version, but right. they know it from the the big dude with the purple hat whose name was Galen, and now his name is Galactus and <laughs> planets. Nice. He actually spares. He 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 was gonna eat Counter Earth at one point, mm-hmm. and they convinced <laughs> him not to. But the original Counter Earth actually got destroyed by the Celestials and Galactus because they threw it at Th- at Thanos during the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> They grabbed it out of orbit and tossed it at him. Dude, I, it's I, a tangled you know, web. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, well, it's yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot of it's a lot to navigate, man. And that's and that's why like we have our own resident comic man. And we love how you're breaking it down yeah. and yeah. making that it digestible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and and they told you you wasted your time doing comic books, and look at you now, man. You're a weekly guest well, on a podcast. That, that, so who's laughing now? That was my mom. My mom was like, "Oh, these comics are so stupid." And then when Shields came out and she was in love with Agent Coulson, every night that every Tuesday night, my phone would ring <laughs> at like nine oh three. Nice. She call. Me. I'm like, "Oh, now you like my comic books?" Yeah. <laughs> Who knew they were going to completely take over media? Yeah, I know, right? I did. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, man. And and like and honestly, like we're like we're gonna keep having uh, Comic Man back every week, and he'll 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 break down the things that you guys want to know. If there's something that's hot, maybe a new movie that's been released or something to that effect. You know, when Flashpoint comes out or any anything to that. Yeah. That's gonna be Flashpoint. big. That's gonna be big. Yeah, we'll be wait for that. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll call in, we'll check, we'll get the uh, the weekly comic updates, and then we'll you know if we have some time, we'll break down like. Hey, we saw this in the movie. Tell us how that translates to what they did in the comics. And you guys don't have to go out and read the comics because we got Comic Man and he'll break it down for you. 
Yeah, and send some questions into uh, you know to the podcast. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Bring yeah. Up. I'll, I'll take I'll take requests. Absolutely, I'll yeah. Bring, if you I'll have questions request. for if you have questions for Comic Man, uh, you could uh, write us at zumundo at outlook.com. He's also got a TikTok channel that's Stay at Home Comic Asylum, where he does. Uh, coming week- back soon. Yeah. Right. It's coming back. You, you mentioned he's, that last. He's got week, a lot yeah. of video. Excuse me. He's got a lot of videos on there, and uh, you can go check out his content over there, and uh, send him a question directly or. Send it to us, and we'll talk about it on the air. Either way, it's uh, it's always yep. a good time when uh, with our resident comic book expert, appreciate it. comic man. Oh, we appreciate your time. Thanks again. Yeah, appreciate no, no you. No worries, man. Anytime. This is this is a ton no, of fun. Good. Like I we were actually, it. it's a lot of fun. So let us, yeah, you know, let me know. I'm, I'm here. Totally looking forward to you breaking some of this stuff down yeah. this week. We've talked about it quite a bit, actually. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah no, thanks, Charles. Really appreciate it. All right, it. Yeah, that's, anytime, anytime. that's our weekly breakdown with comic man. Comic man. We'll see you next week, buddy. Take care. All right, guys. Later. All right, peace. Bye. All right, that was fun. Man, he's so knowledgeable. God, that it guy knows blows my mind so it's, much about the bigger, like the bigger comic book world. No, he's such a great resource. Like, and this is the you, you got to get this guy recorded and listen to what he has to say. This is like, Damn. you know, it, it's it's uh, generational knowledge when it comes to comics. You know, some other kid's gonna listen to this podcast and he's gonna be like, I know yeah. this because yeah. Charles told me this, you know, yeah. like, it's like one of those things. Like if you, if you want to know about it, but you don't want to have to go out, like you don't want to have to search and it's read a two-sided thing where yeah. you want the great details. You want to know where everybody's buried in the Marvel universe. We can yeah. ask him. We can ask like, him. Yeah. And this guy, like, you know, like we didn't tell him all those questions we were going to ask him tonight. We were just throwing questions at him rapid fire. He, he knows, he knows his stuff. The dude is a walking, walking comic book encyclopedia which is amazing which yeah. is amazing and he can navigate the bigger mcu and world I, I, i'm saying that from the a, DCEU a, a genuine um place like we've we've lost some friends and family recently who were big wealth of knowledge on some stuff that you're like mm-hmm. man if that dude was here or she was here right now we would know everything about this right you know? so it's definitely uh you know take the time you know if somebody's got something that you you want to know about like Totally check it out and and, and learn everything yeah. you can from everybody. Absolutely. You know? That that guy, uh, Comic Man, can help you navigate the comic world. But we're about to go ahead and navigate the uh, the world of the unexplained mysteries of the supernatural. It's time once again for Mysterious World. Ooh. Oh, I'm excited. It's mysterious world, guys, and this week we've uh, we we were given a couple of uh, different uh, assignments, if you will. So just like we did last week, I think we uh, we broke down uh, Resurrection Mary, and then we broke down what was the other one? Oh yeah, Robert the Doll, some creepy urban legends. So we uh, we decided to break away from the ghosts and go with cryptids a little bit. So Keith, I'm going to be talking um, for my part portion of the segment. I'm going to be talking about the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp. So this uh, this is coming to us out of South Carolina, uh, just outside of a place called Bishopville, South Carolina. And uh, th- it's believed that there is a lizard-like humanoid that lives in the swamps out there. Now, this guy, or this guy, this uh, creature was first uh, sighted in the late 80s. There was a couple of different uh, sightings that led to all of the hype around Lizard Man. The first one was going to be in 1987 by a 
by a teenager. And then the second one, the one that really gained steam and made Lizardman blow up happened in 1988. But strangely enough, like after some of those sightings happened, I'm going to get into those in here in just a, a few minutes. There was a uh, there there were some some natives in the area. The Creek Indian tribes tell a story. Oh, yeah, yeah, Creek Indians about a group of hunters. Um, that uh, so I think they told the story back in 1929. They tell stories about a, a group of hunters that went out hunting a bear, and they saw a tree with claw marks on it, thinking that it was marking a nearby bear den. So they find the cave. They go to smoke out this bear out of the bear den, so they start smoking it out, and something emerges from the cave, according to the legends, but it wasn't a bear. It was a large reptilian humanoid. It was a man. It was a man, baby. Um, So one hunter came back from this party of four. Um, So did he eat the rest of it? Well, the the story goes that um, this thing came out and started chasing all of them and they were all being pursued and it would catch one and take it take it back and then come out and catch the other one so they were like constantly being so, pursued it was I'm like sorry it, so you go have ahead. to say it's like the jungle it just it's came like, alive and took them yeah it's like it's like the predator oh, like I love that the, movie. the story is the story is it's legit cool, like the predator actually, yeah uh, it, maybe maybe that's where the basis for predator came from i don't know i, I think it came from the Amazing minds of whoever wrote. I don't know if Shane Black wrote the first one or not. Um, He had something to do with the script. So uh, essentially this thing was like picking off these uh, native hunters one by one until there was one of it. The story. So the story goes literally the predator. It's literally the predator. And so there was, but there was, uh, there was one hunter left trying to make his way back to the tribe. And when uh, it was coming for him, he heard it get entangled with a panther. So there was like a panther there that it disturbed. There are still panthers about. There, there are still the panthers States. about, and this is in South Carolina. We so also this have a is, breeding population of jaguars in the United States. This is true. Yeah. Um, but there was a, a panther that that got entangled with this lizard man and allowed him to get away from him and Sick. And, and escape. So that was so that goes the uh, the Creek Indian legend of this reptilian creature that supposedly lives in South Carolina. Um, everything really well, kind of started picking up in 1988, though. I'm just saying South Carolina, having kayak through that area, it was uh, it's pretty marshy. It is very marshy. A lot of alle- I didn't see my first alligator until I got to South Carolina on that trip. And then I saw a lot, a lot of them. You were like, you were navigating. So did they yeah. even bother you while you were kayaking through there? Uh, yeah, I mean, they might have been right under us for all I know. But uh, no, no, they were pretty benevolent. Uh <laughs> Yeah, but no, it's it's definitely. I mean, you look at the east coast of the United States; it's it's really swampy until you get up in the hills. You know, it's pretty yeah. gross actually. And imagine back then, it's not developed and right. Yeah, there's right. Yeah, there's, so this is yes, would have been prior to the 1900s. There's definitely probably. room for lizard man. Yeah. Um. Well, at least there was. I don't know about well, now. Well, yeah, back then. Yeah. But I mean, this uh, is the 80s though. Uh, it was a wild time when everything so, was overgrown and there were no cities. So this was <laughs> so this was the the native the native tale of you know this this lizard humanoid lizard hunter that lives out there. But everything really started to pick up in 1988. Now it's got to be real if it's from the 80s. If, of course, you know, because anything real happened in the 80s. So. Um, this happened in 1988. There was a report by a man named Christopher Davis. So it's uh, it's two o'clock in the morning, and Christopher is driving home, and uh, his tire blows out on the side of the road. So he, he it's isn't that always how it starts? So he pulls out to the side to the side of the road and replaces the tire. And as he's finishing, he hears a thumping noise 
coming from behind him. It's like two o'clock in the morning, dead of night. So obviously it's kind of hard for him to see anything, but he looks up and he sees a humanoid figure running towards him, like at full speed. So he jumps into his car and whatever this thing is, jumps onto his car, like onto the hood, and he punches it and drives away. Now, as he's doing that, he's seeing these scaly hands kind of come down over the top, like like it's trying to get in. And oh, he's, wow. he starts swerving like left and right to shake this thing off. And he eventually does. But this is uh, from the interview he gave of the account. He says, I looked back and saw something running across the field towards me. It was 25 yards away and I saw red eyes glowing. I ran into the car and I locked it and the thing grabbed the door handle, which seems to suggest that whatever this thing is based on the account has some sort of intelligence behind okay, it because okay. if it knows how to work a door handle. This is terrifying. Yeah, he says, I could see him from the neck down. The three big fingers, long black nails, and rough green skin. It was strong and angry. I looked in my mirror and saw a blur of green running. I could see his toes, and then he jumped on the roof of my car. I thought I heard a grunt, and I could see his fingers through the front windshield where they curled around the roof. I sped up and swerved to shake the creature off. So it was on the top of the hood. So it was on the, yeah, it was on the top of the hood. Top of the roof. The the top of the roof, roof. yeah. Yeah, It was on the roof, sorry, not on top of that. It was on the roof Because I'm saying, if he's looking at it in the face, he's shaking it off. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, oh yeah, he definitely saw it, yeah. Um, But the... Now this was this was like his this was like the most famous account of Lizard Man, but uh, there was evidence of this on the car. Like after he returned home, the oh, side really? the side view mirror was found to we be. We love physical evidence. We do stories, love physical yeah. evidence. We all do love some physical evidence. Wait, that's what she said. There we go. I had to do it. Sorry, <laughs> couldn't help it. Um, but it's a crime scene. Uh, but uh, he he said the, the, the side view mirror was completely busted. Okay. And there were scratch marks on the car's roof, though Again. there was no okay. other physical evidence of the monster. So you would think like if this thing like jumped, like the roof would Actually, be Actually, that's a good question. Stuff. Do do fingernails leave DNA? Like could they track lizard I, DNA I, out of fingernails? I don't even know. I haven't heard anything about. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we have any DNA from Lizard Man. Yeah, no. I'm just wondering, like for. So, um, so that was like big news, obviously, like this guy's account and plus the damage to the car, and then of course in the month that followed the Davis sighting, there were several reports of a large lizard-like creature and unusual scratches and bite marks found on other cars in the area. Um, Most of these were said to have occurred within a three-mile radius of the swamps of Bishopville, South Carolina. Interesting. So that uh, so that got a lot of hype obviously when it happened. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're yeah, that that's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know how to react to that. Like I'm thinking claws. You remember those little things that you like rake the I'm I'm sorry, I'm making hand gestures for everybody who's watching the live stream. <laughs> the little thing that like that you rake like the garden with, the little hand trowel thing. Like that's what I'm imagining. Like is somebody going around just banging up cars T- with that or Tiffany from Michigan says Michigan doesn't seem that bad now. Yeah. No, Michigan's You don't I don't think you have lizard. There, man there's in actually Michigan. a lot more scary stuff in Michigan. We'll get to that though at a later show. No, like but Robocop. Like, is it somebody just denting up cars and Well, that's that's the question though, yeah, isn't it? it yeah. What are those things called? Now, it, like the, we used to make Freddy Krueger fingers with them when we were kids. 
you know the little like I don't know what use you're it for guarding about. like a little hand thing. It's got like, like three a little prongs. like a little hand hoe. Yeah, it's like somebody <laughs> like somebody like scraping cars with it and making it look. Seems, like... I mean, that's that's kind of where my thinking goes because like after on a mass scale after that's what that after unless that he report, likes to eat tires, it seems like it seems like you know a lot of people are like, oh, we got to get in on this and you know. Let's scratch the card. We gotta get in. It'll on buff this. out. We gotta be lizard men. We gotta too. be. We gotta get in on these lizard men reports. But the sheriff's department of Bishopville claims that they uh, found and made casts of three-toed footprints. All right, that's a little more legit. And they're about fourteen inches in length. So, so it's a, a big foot. It's a big foot. Not nope, the no big pun foot. In, no, not no pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it has attracted a lot of tourists over the years. Uh, so much so that Bishopville, South Carolina, does their annual Lizard Man and Comic Con. So they've based their Comic Con around oh, the Lizard Man. And oh, that's actually really cool. I mean, that yeah, is kind of cool, cool because yeah. it's their it's their thing. That's like New Jersey Devil Con. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, well, I think it's kind of like their thing. That is cool. Um, but in 2005, a woman claimed she saw two lizard-like humanoids outside her house, and then three years later, 2008. A couple discovered overnight damage to their car, and their cats went missing. I wonder why he likes cars. I don't know. He really does. He likes fucking up cars, doesn't he? Yeah, that's weird. It is kind of weird. I understand eating the cat like you're a giant lizard. Yeah, you're a giant lizard. Yeah. You're a predator. You know, you, you yeah. do your thing. Um, and then in 2015, um, I have a picture here. You can see it. Nobody else on the feed can <laughs> see it. This picture is great. But if you go, if you just go and Google like <laughs> Lizard Man 2015, there's this this picture, and it looks it's terrible. Clearly, it's, it looks like it looks like a picture from what was it you said the, from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, it looks like a Power Ranger. Like it's it's Honestly, definitely a rubber suit. It looks like when when. Dylan wearing the uh, Superman costume here, but just painted in green, you know, with the fake muscles. It's really and bad. Yeah, it's it's bad. really, really bad and super fake. But he's got and, three fingers though. And I mean, then it was like, and it hit news, uh, it hit news feeds and everything oh, in man. 2015. And you're like, this looks you what, so bad. That one, the uh, what is it? The Bigfoot video from the 70s or whatever that looks kind of scary <laughs> and real. Like this, this does, this is nowhere near that level of production. So yeah. yeah. So I mean, so I'm pretty skeptical on Lizard Man. Um, especially when you get to some of these, can we, can we call bunked or debunked? Like, can we debunk we some can, of these? I, I don't, I, I mean, I don't have the authority to call, to call something debunked, but well, I'm, cryptozoology, the term alone kind of debunks 90% yeah. of what you're talking about. Right. But, um, there's only one, I, I went searching for theories. Like I, I did a bunch of Google searches and watched Ooh. some videos and I just like, do people have theories as to like what this thing is? And there was only like one prominent theory that I could find what and it's it? super silly. It's really, lay it, lay it on me. it's, it's, I, it's really dumb. It's, um, that it is a species. It was once a species of dinosaur Okay. that evolved into humans this to a humanoid creature the same way that primates did which really sounds to me like the plot of the 1993 super mario brothers movie like yoshi just like yoshi oh, yeah exactly or, or king koopa okay well i'm gonna laugh at that on a surface level uh that, that's kind of a hard pill to digest man that's far out like and, and specifically in south carolina yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, that's I guess, weird. That's I guess, weird. I mean, to me, like, you drive I, down ninety five or up ninety five in South Carolina, there ain't nothing there. There's between nothing Savannah there. and wait, that's Georgia. It, it seems like it seems like between they, there and what's the what's the South Carolina place? South of the border? No, oh, before that's that, that's Dillon. Uh, before there's another city just south of there, 
and it's don't uh, know the name of it. Yeah, it's because why would I? The entire highway goes to the middle of nowhere. That's a big state. There's a lot of open land there. Is what I'm getting at. But uh, yeah, that's Char- I don't, Char- uh, Charles is still with us on the live feed. He uh, says like uh, Nessie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kinda, breeding population kinda. of 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 landborn uh, Nessies. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to make fun no, of your it's story. Okay, this but is good homework. No, no, it's week. okay. Well, um, I mean, there, there was. But like, I'm telling you, I got some real. I'll probably shit. Wait, after we do after we do like stuff. I'll, I'll weigh in on it at the end and say either like feasible or definite, like probably a hoax. Well, that's for you guys to vote and and send us emails. Do you think yeah. it's real? Did we yeah. just break your heart and call your fake alien monster thing? Yeah, uh, yeah fake. <laughs> but that's uh, that's the tale of Lizard Man. And we're going to go from the lizard man to the gray man. This was a uh, this was a request this by a request. Our, our man first request. Our, our when man it comes uh, to mysterious. Our man Chris out there in the UK. Uh, he when we were talking about this on our Facebook feed, we're talking about lizard man, and he chimed in and said, "I, I really want to see you guys talk about the gray man." And uh, so this is a, a specific. Gray this man. is a very specific uh, cryptid over in the UK, and uh, this was uh, this is what Keith was tasked with. So. Keith, tell us a little bit about Gray Man. Chris, Chris is who requested. Yeah, this was. Yeah, Chris. I got to give a shout out to Chris because he's, he's, he's like, he'll be listening. I was like, whatever, like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll check it out, you know. Well, this is great because uh, everybody knows I used to be a big adventurer and stuff, so this actually started hitting close to home. This story, and this is the Gray Man or the Big Gray Man, rather, of Ben McDewey. Ben McDewey. It's I might say a lot of the stuff incorrectly, but. There's mountain called Ben McDewey. It's the second highest peak in all of Scotland, actually, which is pretty cool. And it's pronounced Mick or Mac Dewey is, is how people say it. So Ben McDewey. Okay. Um, the other thing, Scottish Gaelic for it is Amfir Lethmore, something like that. Probably got it wrong, but it means big gray man. Okay. It's pronounced, I think it's pronounced Fearly Yamor. Okay. Right? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Anyway, so these are the, uh, the Carngorms. The Karen Gorms, I might once again. Is that it's funny? Chris, Chris actually said if you needed help be, pronouncing yeah, any M's, of this, M's M's I'm sure we're butchering silent, it. Right? Yeah, I'm probably messing it all up. But if it's not Scottish, it's crap. Uh, it's, <laughs> you were you were dying to do uh, that, weren't you? Uh, yeah, God, I love that. Uh, it's it's a really remote region, and they're really old hills, and uh, it's easy to get lost actually up there. So we're going to talk a little bit about mountaineering in the story and, and okay. some other stuff too that like kind of puts the backdrop. And this story has like legit cred. I'm not talking trash about your story. I, I love it. That was great. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to go hunt the lizard man in South Carolina. Any, <laughs> any of my friends in South Carolina, hit me up. Let's go. Um, but uh, so anybody who's done any sort of land navigation, orienteering, um, you know, Boy Scout, Cub Scout, uh, Eagle Scout, fucking Army Ranger, you know, like, <laughs> like whatever, you know, Navy mm-hmm. SEAL, Army Ranger, Special Forces guy, uh, British Paris, you know, okay, like get some, right? Uh the environment up there is actually pretty interesting. So not a big mountain. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is 400 or 4,296 feet. Yeah, it's not too big. I guess. 1,309 meters. This yeah. is a day walk. Like you can walk up this sure. piece, right? This particular uh, mountain. But people say on a good weather day, you can just stroll up to the top. People also say that about Mount Everest and there is some climbing <laughs> involved in Mount Everest, right? You know, like obviously your condition, you're staying there or whatever, but this is a big thing. Um, the thing about this, though, is it's easy to get lost up here, and there's a lot of weird weather effects in England. Have you ever been okay. to England? You ever been in England? Uh, not England the UK, proper. The UK. Uh, I know we're talking about Scotland right now. Yeah, no. I haven't, but, I, I, and, and all of my travels, I've not been to like England proper. So I've, no. I've spent some time in England, and the weather can get 
pretty squirrely pretty quick, but there's a lot of places where that happens. And it, it, that actually happens in the Appalachian mountains, even here, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you can see weather effects roll in happens on the water. Mm-hmm. Storms come out of nowhere right. of on course, the water. Absolutely. And like, yeah. yeah. And then, sure. And then you have the, what, what's that movie? They made movies the perfect about storm. That. Yeah. They make movies about that. Right. Um, so like a lot of crazy stuff could happen. So it's easy to get lost up there. Um, there's actually a mountaineering team, a rescue team that actually, um, I'm not, it was John. John. So there's a really cool interview online about this. Uh, and John Allen of the, the Karngorms mountain rescue team gave a mm-hmm. pretty good interview and they actually like talk about this stuff. Okay. Like, so anyway, let me, let me get to what we're yeah, actually talking like, about. We're here. getting there. We're getting Sorry. there. Slow start. We're getting there. So people call this the Scottish Bigfoot. Okay. Uh, and I've heard three heights, which is pretty funny, actually. Okay. First height I heard when I was reading about this and learning about it. And there's there's books on this thing. So, mm. like, this is like this a, is, this this is a, is a legit well, thing. It's a well-known documented situation that I had no clue about before last week. Um, I've heard it's 30 feet tall. Shit. I've heard it's 20 feet tall. And okay. I've heard it's 10 feet tall, like a regular Bigfoot, right? Not, All right. Yeah. Sorry, Sasquatch. You're small. In comparison I mean, to 30 thing. feet, it's pretty damn big. Okay. So we're talking about a theoretical Bigfoot. There's also the possibility that Bigfoot is, I, I learned about this, that Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Yeti are spiritual animals. So they might not really be there, but you see them anyway. That's sure. a whole thing. I'm really not going to get into this. I'm going to talk about facts and what people saw and what people um, do it. So the summit of this small mountain mm-hmm. and, and not being offensive, Scotland, it's just not a big mountain, right? Right. Um, it's not an 8,000 meter peak, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's 1,300 okay. meters. Yeah. Uh, it can still be freezing in June and July and stuff just okay, of the way sure. the yeah, because they're, of, they're far yeah, north, of course. Yeah. Than, than a lot of places. So, uh, there's a, there's an effect and a lot of climbers that have gone up here and claimed to have seen weird stuff. It can actually be detailed as a broken specter. Ooh, okay. And you can do the broken specter if you go up in the caracorns. Guaranteed, right? <laughs> so it's actually really quite eerie. Um, this is when your shadow casts mm-hmm. onto a cloud when the sun's at a weird low what? angle. You think about it, you're at a you're at a high latitude. So you're you're further up on the globe. Right. Because the earth is round, it's not flat when we're talking about this. Uh you go up there, the sun's at a weird angle, mm-hmm. and you can look and you're your physical shadow is cast on a cloud. That's so, so weird. You, you see yourself, but you're really big and your death perception is thrown off because of fog. And oh. it's, it's Scotland. Like watch Braveheart, like the beautiful fogs and stuff that exists. That I've been to Scotland where it's, it's green. Yeah. They also exist where it's white, you know, like right. snow is in everywhere. So there's also another effect that happens too. You get a like crazy rainbow halo around that. So okay. if you don't know what it is, it could freak you out. Of course. A lot of, Hardcore climbers, they're like, oh, yeah, I saw the Broken Spectre. Yeah. You're like, cool. And you're like, oh, that's pretty sweet. Because, well, when you know what it is, you know, yeah, but yeah. if you don't know what it is, then I'll, I'll be, freak you have out. To, it's yeah, like, can you course. imagine seeing the Aurora Borealis and not knowing what that is? Oh, you're yeah, like, absolutely. oh, the sky is burning. Well, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure, like, you know, the, the ancients thought it was like the gods, you know, yeah. obviously, because they had no idea what it was. Well, here's where the story takes a turn for the, uh, there's been spottings and sightings and stuff. Where it gets legitimacy from is, uh, I wrote I wrote a little thing about this. Norman Collie, man, he's an eminent climber and professor, right? Okay. That makes him legit, right? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of professors that are dumb. <laughs> uh, no, this guy is legit. He goes to the Cairngorm Club, which is like a climbing club. And in 1925, 
I mean, this dude was like a legit mountaineer. Okay, let me back this up. He's an actual scientist and a legit man. This dude took, or, or took, he, he probably took it at some point, but he taught organic chemistry at the University College London. Okay, so okay. this guy's like a London professor, teaches organic chemistry. What does that mean? Okay, so he can see the snow and he can tell it's it's made <laughs> up of water, right? And he's like, I mean, but this dude also has, I got to give him mad props. He's awesome. This dude is responsible for the first medical x-ray. Like oh, I'm going to okay. x-ray your bone to fix okay. your bone type thing. Right. Like, okay. He's got some street cred. So we got, he's got yeah, some street cred. So he's, he's, he's not a dumbass, Right. Right. And my man, <laughs> dude, he pioneered climbs in both the Isle of Skye, which is cool. But, um, he also climbed in the Alps on like some first ascents. He did an exposition, uh, expedition, exposition, <laughs> an expeditus vetus of <laughs> the, the Naga Parbat, which is in 1895. He actually was part of a climbing thing. It's a, that's an 8,000 meter peak. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think they made it on that, that attempt, but I mean, you're talking like Everest style climbs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to know all the Everest stuff, Everest fear. I'm, Totally scared. I I don't know if everybody knows. I was I was injured pretty bad in a mountaineering accident uh, in 2016. I ripped my arm off, broke my wrist, broke my arm, broke my leg. I, I like, would doubt yeah, that yeah. you ripped your arm off. No, I, like, yeah, it, it came off. And unless I re- you're the lizard man, I reattached it with the other arm. It's good, but um, yeah. So like this stuff, I love surviving in these these. Um, it just fascinates me in these in these environments and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, this dude also made 21 first ascents in the Canadian Rockies, which okay. I love Canada, legit, so yeah. I'm not going to make fun of them. Like, oh, yeah, you didn't climb the American Rocket. It's not a competition. There's some big mountains out there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this guy is a, like a legit mountain climber, also responsible for the first medical x-ray. So he's probably a guy who doesn't mess around. Right. You know, like right. when he says something, he's going to be like, yo, <laughs> you're going to listen, right? Right. So, so what, is, what did he have to say? So I got two stories that are pretty similar, actually. Okay. So he's walking up the mountain, climbing by himself, right? And uh, he hears like a crunch behind him. Like okay. for every couple steps he's taken, he hears like a big crunch. Mm-hmm. Like something with a long stride is following him. Okay. He got scared. He's like, I got As scared. one would. You're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but he's like, I got scared AF. Like, yeah. And he's like, I scrambled across boulders for four or five miles. That's a long way to scramble across the boulders, mm-hmm. right? And the, the train up there is kind of weird. So when, when you say scrambling, like he's, he's heading down. He, he almost made it to Raleigh Maker's Forest. Merkers Force, and uh, I, I do have his quote. Maybe I'll, I'll just read his quote. Just read uh, his quote. Yeah. So he goes, man, I was scared. And this is the feeling of dread that everybody that climbs up there like naturally has. And it's kind of weird. It comes out of nowhere. And sometimes that's that's all you experience up there. Mm-hmm. Other times people think they see gas and stuff like that. But this dude, specifically the mountain climber guy, he's like, he's like, whatever you make of it, I do not know. There's something very queer about the top of Ben McDewey, and mm-hmm. I will not go back up there again by myself. Mm-hmm. So this dude said this in 1925. This is okay. Wow. All right. So dude got a letter from another 98 years ago. Another A.M. Kellis, like from this from this statement that he made. A.M. Okay. Kellis goes, "Yes. Yeah, so me and my brother were up there mm-hmm. in the area. We got approached by a giant creature from the director of the Caragorms. Like literally, it was like I saw it." Yeah, like, and it was did, coming after like us. humanoid in appearance, big or? ass human. I don't remember if he said ten or twenty feet in height. And he goes, he's like, it, well, his specific story, I believe, was uh, there was like a dip, 
like mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm doing this with my hands, like everybody can see me. Yeah. Um, like it went down into um, not a draw, but you know, it went down and like we'll just call it yeah. a draw for effective purposes. Disappeared. They bolted. They were like, nope, we're off the mountains. Like, <laughs> like not are we not going to go back to the trailhead type? Like, oh, we're hyping the Appalachian Trail. We'll just stop at the next thing. Right. And get up. No, yeah, they're yeah. like, we're getting off the mountain right now. Like, yeah. Totally terrifying. These guys were scared. Also, legit climbers. Like, yeah. So it's not just like the random person goes up there for a walk and sees a meth head like on the AT, of course, and then freaks yeah, yeah. out and runs, or sees their shadow and runs. Like some of these guys are, you know, a lot of clout. You know, when yeah. it comes to climbing, when it comes to a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And then, but apparently, more and more of these keep coming out, and people are like, "Yo, dude, I've seen it too." Interesting. Like, and there's a story, and I don't know if this was the guy I was talking about earlier, if it was John Allen or whatever, but somebody went up there with like a rescue thing to rescue like a, a couple or, or a couple of people. And they're like, Hey man, it's serious. I guess, mm. is there really a monster on top of this thing? And the rescue team was like, we're not going to talk about that. Ooh. Like, like, I don't know, man. I think this one, and it wasn't like, this one sounds kind of feasible. I don't know. Like it sounds there's a, something up there apparently. And it could be a, a banshee or like a monster or something like, but there's, they think they're, I mean, people kind of explain it very similar, like a Yeti Bigfoot type See, thing. Like, uh, in but the also, case of like, like go, go there's another really weird story and I'm not, you got to look this one up. People, please get with me on this. There's like one where I think it was, I don't know. I don't even know how to say his name, but there's a book called the big gray man, a book about this thing, right? Like this is pretty legit. Okay. I mean, you write a book about it. It's got to be real, right? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, it's well documented. This dude was like in a cabin somewhere in the area. Mm-hmm. He might have been on the mountain. I don't know. But there's somewhere in the area. And like there was like a two door situation and like the inside door, I guess, to where he was sleeping was closed. And the outside door like slams mad shut. OK. And he climbs out the window randomly to uh, go check it out. All like, right. Like he tries to get the drop on the dude, you know, and like okay. sneak around. And then. uh Like. I don't know if it was a person that was hiding out in his foyer or what, but it was something so weird that whatever he does when he like searches around the house ends up climbing back through the window and not touching the doors. Like he was so freaked out by it. So there's a lot of mysterious stuff that happens up there, right? It's weird. All but, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a fascinating story. Um, I think the legitimacy of the people who claim they have seen it yeah. more, more than like your uncle's I, like, I've seen the snipe, you know, like yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah, like yeah. this, this one actually was like, like the dude was talking about it. And he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, there's, I don't want to talk about it. There's something weird up there. And people are like, yeah, I see, I've seen something weird. It sounds to me like it's, uh, it, it's more feasible than, than, than lizard man. Like, you, think? you know what I mean? If something were to exist in the environment, it's not the highest environment. So there's probably food accessible. There's food accessible. There's not a lot of people in the area not either. A lot. So it well, has actually there's there's a there's a quote where somebody's like, oh yeah, there was something up there years ago, but the tourists have scared it off by now. You know, like that doesn't thing. sound to me like it would be scared of scared off by tourists. But well, I mean, a lot of people climb me. those mountains. You know, that's mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, it's accessible, right? Um, <laughs> like it's it's an interesting area, but I, I could definitely see like mountaineering up there. Not mountaineering so much. I mean, there are cliffs and stuff. Like people have been known to walk off the side and fa- have big falls. They're not sheer cliffs and, and whatnot, from what I understand. They're kind of, but you fall down a big rock thing, you're scared, and you, yeah, you can plummet to your death. You, I mean, of there's a, there's uh, there's always danger up there. Well, it sounds to me like there's there's some room for there's some room for skepticism there, especially with that that cloud effect that you that well, you discussed. Absolutely. 
Um, uh, and it, I had another story about that where, where somebody totally explained their experience mm-hmm. um, with their coffee sloshing around in their in their backpack. And so, like, you look this story up, you can really read a lot about it. And there's some that are like, yeah, okay, this guy even explains what happened to him up here. And he goes, that must be what happens to everybody. And then there's some you talk about and you're like, uh, mm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's gray man. So this week, it's a we, fun uh, one. yeah, that was fun. I did it. And thanks for, thanks for breaking that down for us, man. I enjoyed it. No, that. thanks for the request on that. That was cool. Yeah, thanks, and, Chris. And Appreciate it, man. I would almost rather sit down with Chris and have a conversation with about it because yeah. I, I, you know, we're, we're like, I feel like I'm on a time crunch. I don't want to just sit here and talk all night. I, we are coming up I'm on the two about. hour mark. Like yeah. it's, it's when it's when we, it's fine. Well, it's fine. It's, it's, we're this not, the first couple we're episodes. not on a radio, we're, we're not on a radio show. We don't have a time slot. We can talk as long as we want. It's fine. People will either listen or we're feeling it as long as you're feeling <laughs> But that's uh, if there's something I have some ideas for what I want to talk about next week. I'm sure Keith does, too. But if there's something that you want to hear us talk about, you could uh, either chime in, message us uh, Zumundo at Outlook.com or uh, we're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Zumundo. And you can find our Facebook page there. Send us a send us a message or even just comment on one of our like, hey, Zumundo, would you guys talk about this next week? Yes, we absolutely will. And if you say Zumundo, we won't be mad at you. Yeah, we won't we won't get mad if you say it wrong. It's cool, baby. We love you anyways. Yes, yes. So that's uh, every week we're going to be breaking it down and going through the mysterious world. But as we move through this mysterious world, we're going to need a little bit of advice to kind of get us through. And that's when we call in my dear old wise Uncle Chuck. Now retired down in Florida is where he lives. He's a dear old man with some advice to give. If you don't like it, then I guess you're out of luck. It's time for advice from your dear old Uncle Chuck. Uncle Chuck gives a f- Uncle Chuck, how you doing, buddy? Good to talk to you again. Hi, Uncle Chuck. Hey, kiddo. Hey, Skippy. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I've been doing some thinking from last week, and I do need to issue... I guess what what you would call it in the news business is, is a retraction. Oh, a retraction! Um, All right, but not wanna... not a full blown apology. <laughs> <laughs> I never apologize. It means you're a pussy. Uh, well, what, so what would you what, like to retract, Uncle Chuck? Well, last week I suggested that maybe Skippy was the one what sniffed your sister's panties oh, that Jesus. day. <laughs> yep. And, I hope my uh, parents don't listen to this. <laughs> Check. Anyway, it, it wasn't Skippy. I, 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 I've been thinking about it. It was not Skippy. It was, it was that little fucking weird guitar kid, Steve. Oh, God. He, Could be. <laughs> well, it was never st- trust guitar people. Don't. don't well, you know, you know, Keith is a guitar guy, Uncle Chuck. Yeah, Uncle Chuck, you know, I own a music studio, right? <sighs> but I also play uh, other things, too, like, you know, oh, the bass. That, that, that's I that's knew you were gonna say something. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a well-respected musician and a music teacher. So if anybody's uh, local and needs uh, lessons, just uh, hit me up. <laughs> well, thank. I appreciate. I, I'm sure. I'm sure Keith appreciates the retraction. I don't know if Steve does, but uh, you know that's it's neither here nor there. But uh, every week uh, we have uh, we have my dear old Uncle Chuck come on in and chime in with some of his sage old wisdom. And we're going to ask him for some advice as we move through this crazy journey that we call life. And um, 
Uncle Chuck, I actually do have a uh, a really important question for you. You mind if I go ahead and ask to see uh, see what you have? Maybe we can get some of your wise counsel on this. I can't wait for this. Certainly. All right. I, I, I would love to to hear what what you need to know about. Well, I, I know a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I put I I, I put the. Uh, I put the flag up there on social media and I said, Hey, does anybody have any questions for uncle Chuck? Like and they you, did. And they did. And I actually got an email for uh, somebody coming to you for advice, uncle Chuck. So this is from, uh, this is from listener Ryan and he writes, I got to do my Casey Kasem and he writes, well, that was pretty good. Dear Uncle Chuck. <laughs> Sorry, okay, I'll do it for real. For This is from Ryan. He says, Dear Uncle Chuck, I just met this amazing girl two months ago, Ooh. and I think she might be the one. But I was also just offered a great opportunity <laughs> across the country that would be required for me to move. I really should take this job, but it might be too early to ask her if she wants to move across the country for her, what should I do? So, I actually feel bad. I'm yeah. So I'm sure thing. we have Ryan. Uh, Ryan is he, he's either here on the live or he's going to listen. Sorry, gonna li- Ryan. I'm laughing. Or he's going to listen. Uh, or he's going to listen tomorrow. One of the two. But Uncle Chuck Ryan seems like he's in a spot. So uh, you're our advice guy. What what can you say to help out Ryan? Do you have some advice? I, I, I do. I, I actually do, because Ryan is not the first man to come to me with this exact question. Okay. In well, fact, okay, yeah. Yeah, my, my brother, about 40 years ago, came to me when he was dating this goofy broad. Problem solved, and, right? Oh, back it up, back it up. It Hold on, wait, wait. Your, your, your brother was dating this goofy broad about 40 years ago, Uncle Chuck. So he was in his 40s, right? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. All right, uh, Uncle Uncle Chuck, you you realize you realize that's my mother, right? Regrettably, <sighs> damn it, Uncle. Oh Chuck. snap! I didn't even make that connection. <sighs> All right, well, finish. Maybe you have some advice in there amid insulting my parents. Go ahead. What do you got for us, Uncle Chuck? My goofy brother. Fuck bitches. Get money. That's a pretty modern take on the situation. It's, <laughs> it's all right. It, it's that is that fuck bitches get money. That's your advice for Ryan. I mean, <laughs> I, well, actually, you know what? When you break it Uncle down, Chuck, I actually didn't expect that. From well, you me. know, I wasn't expecting, but when you break it down, that's actually pretty, pretty it's good. A, it's that's, a universal truth. That's pretty good advice. Why do you think, bitches, why do you money? think that black man made a song about it? I I like money. <laughs> You sounded like Don't Forrest Gump just now. You like money and Starbucks? Well, that, that it's that, that that's actually not bad advice. So Ryan, if you're if you're who, out there who, listening, wait, whose song is that? Uh, who, who that said, would be the bitches get money. Oh, that was notorious. Oh, okay. How does Uncle Chuck know '90s gangster rap better than we do? That's kind of I'm scary. Not, because Look. I keep an open mind, you little shit. <laughs> That's a good point. But you know, what if we always taught you in this family to keep an open mind? We don't view things in you, through the lens of race and exclusionism. God, uh, you, you, you fucking disappointing me. God damn. So uh, I believe I believe you also said, Uncle Chuck, don't ever look in my sock drawer, and if you do, it's your own fault. 
uh, Uncle Chuck, I, I just... That is also good advice. <laughs> I, I, I just have to say, I'm just not as well-versed in B.I.G.'s catalog as I am in so many other rappers. You know, if it was an N.W.A. song, I probably could have quoted it word for word, you know, or, you know, anything Dr. Dre did was gold. So, uh, yeah. The Chronic is a classic. It's the greatest gangster rap album of all time. There, I said it. Uh, it's just my opinion, but I, I, I love that you're so solid opinion, Skippy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that was some, that was some great advice for Ryan about this. Uh, I believe you said bitches get money. So uh, Ryan, take the job, man. And you know, ask her. And if she doesn't want to go, then just, you know, then Bieber. There will always be more bitches, Ryan. I mean, he's going right to California now, or something get, too. Like, yeah. After I get off the phone, I'm, I'm going to go next door to see my friend Helen and I'm oh, going to give her a mouthful oh, of dentures. Oh, Uncle Chuck. Oh, no, Uncle Chuck. No, 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 no. We're not talking. Oh, gross. Ew, gross. <laughs> Jesus. I, got, I just I, ate four hours ago, Uncle I Chuck. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm going to be eating later, too. Oh, Jesus. All right, we're going to hang up the phone now. Jesus. No, all right. Bye, Uncle Chuck. Bye. Bye, Uncle Bye. Chuck. God dang it, you <laughs> jackass. Jesus. Is he smoking? He's coughing a lot. I, I don't know. He, uh, he might be hitting. And now Chima. I'm a little dead know. inside. Ew. God, gross. Why do we keep having him? Why don't we keep having him? It's only the second Because he's going to call you no matter what. Oh, yeah. Jesus. That was so gross. Dude, Tiffany Tiffany says, get it, Uncle Chuck. Do not. Get it, Uncle Chuck. Yeah, yeah. He you heard it here. You heard it first. Uncle mm -hmm. Chuck, get it. Ew. Gross. Oh, God. He doesn't listen to the show, does that he? Was, uh, I kind of feel bad who, for Jesus? saying that. No, Uncle Chuck. I was going to say, Jesus is always listening, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Chuck. Uh, that, was, that was disturbing. I don't You know, know at least he gave solid advice yeah. to that kid. Hey, so, I mean, because there, there are two roads to go down. There. Remember how, like, last week when we were we were, we were talking and we were like, hey, next week we're gonna, definitely going to try to keep it. We're going to try PC. to keep it. We're, no, well, not PC. Like, that's what we have. We have the explicit uh, warning no, on there yeah, for stuff like that. But um, but I was like, we're going to try to keep it in an hour. We're coming up on an hour two now. Yeah, we got eight minutes. I think we crazy. should just keep going. Just no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no. Kidding, I'm kidding. We well, got well, we got the after hours thing for all your after hours club yeah. that's going to stay in here for the oh. thirty seconds that they stay in here and uh, <laughs> talk about how awesome the show was not. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's, no, that it's was a great a, time, it, man. It was a great time. There man. was a lot of ground to cover on this one, and. Uh, yeah. What What do you guys want to hear us talk about next week? We're going to be back on uh, live next Thursday, 7 p.m. Thursday. Eastern Thursday. Standard Time right here on TikTok. And then it'll be available. We're actually on um, God, like uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and like eight other platforms. Almost so, everything. Yeah. Pandora even. Yeah, we're I on Pan yeah. Pandora's on there too. I haven't used I think, Pandora in a while. Uh, Sirius XM. I'm working on iHeartRadio. So basically anywhere where there's a podcast, you can find us. It's not that hard to find us, guys. But excuse me, whatever you want to hear us talk about, Zumundo at Outlook.com. And just let us know, man. We yeah. are here for you, providing you with some pop culture commentary every week. You got me, you got Keith. Pretty you've radical got, show, yeah, yeah. You, you've got a comic guy coming in every week, and then of Dude, course Charles is fascinating. Charles is yeah. awesome, man. We can't wait to have him back again. 
But uh, that was a that was and, a good and time, man. Not everything's going to be comic related, going into comic related, but that's no. that's you know it's part of the it's yeah. part of the jam. It's part of the journey, you know. <laughs> like it's gonna it'll buff out. It's all part of the journey, man. And thank you for joining us on this journey for Zumundo hey, Podcast. Good job tonight, buddy. Thanks, man. Good yeah, job to you that too. Was a lot of fun. Thanks, yeah. man. My yeah. name is Doolin, and my name is Keith. Have a Zumundus week, everybody. That's Zumundus is a new word. Uh, that's a that's new it. word. I'm yeah. claiming it. Yeah, this just <laughs> happened. We'll see y'all next week. All Have right. a good. We're out. Tactical fade out. Yeah. All right, yeah. You like that? Yeah. It's, it's like smooth. Yeah, it's, it's like we're talking fun. and you can't hear as yeah. much anymore. Well, I can hear you.